All right, Eric. Yes. If you if you had to take a beloved childhood franchise and turn it into a schlocky horror movie, what 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 is your first go to response? Because I got a couple. I got a couple. Uh, beloved. Hmm. That's a good question. Beloved. No, yeah, or well, or well, you know, well known, well established. Like, uh, you know, we have a couple now <laughs> that we've that we've seen and talked about on the podcast. Um, I feel like Pinocchio comes to mind, but I'm pretty sure somebody's doing a video game version of that. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Guillermo, a good friend, D- Guillermo, kind of did his take. You know, his stuff always tends to be a little spooky. Hmm. But I'm talking like schlocky gore fest. Like, you know, my first instinct was not to go to Disney because like I, I, I went, well, what else has Disney got? No, not going to do that. I went to the children's books. I think ripe for the taking is Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. Very Hungry Caterpillar. What's the name of that book? Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I think it is very hungry. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very hungry caterpillar. Can you just imagine the CGI nightmare tearing through like a bunch of trees set up in a in a sound stage? <laughs> Kids in green in green suits running around, tennis balls bopping all over the place. Oh, tennis balls. <laughs> um three little pigs comes to mind. Oh. Go going farther back than the than the kids book, going like to the fairy tales of of old. He put me on the spot. I'm not sure. Hmm. Hmm. I and and I so the hungry, very hungry caterpillar was my first one, but then it got me thinking. All right, well, well, what else from my childhood specifically? You know, now I, I first I went you know broad. I thought, well, what what's something everybody knows? Um. But then I got a little bit more specific. Now imagine, imagine this. I'm going to paint a paint a picture for you. So it, it, we're we're in. You're in a movie. The screen, you know, the this the theater goes dark. The trailers are beginning. All right. You start. This trailer opens up. A a slow haunting tune, possibly sung by you know choir boys or. Uh, one, one, one creepy little girl, you know, who knows what we'll leave it up to the sound, you know, designers, but uh, you know, Ooh, I'm and, quite partial to the creepy little girl one. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. You know, it, but it's, you know, it's a familiar song. You just can't quite put your finger on it. Uh, the camera like pans up and we're in, we're in a church. We just see like a long shot through like the pews, you know, and they're all overgrown. It's, it's, there's, there's, it's dark out. There's moonlight like shining in through a wrecked cathedral ceiling. Uh, and we just slowly move through as this like haunting, you know, song keeps playing and all the pews are like overgrown with tomato vines and there's vegetables all over the place. Oh, my God. I know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and we slowly we slowly creep up onto two figures that are just just in shadows with two. Each one has like an oblong, weird shaped bulbous head. <laughs> And we just hear, we can even get the guy who does the Black Phillip voice, you know? Ooh. The little, we get him and all you hear is, wouldst thou like to walk with potatoes? (laughs) 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 And then you find out that she's been singing the VeggieTales song and really slow the whole time. so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. 
oh, you get everything from that. You get like the Christian slant on things. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, we can even dangle some up that upside down crosses from tomato vines. You know, it'll be it'll be a riot. I like that one. My votes for that one. <laughs> Caterpillar be damned. Let's go in with horror right, we're veggie tales. All right, we're pitching it. <laughs> <laughs> Dost thou want to walk with tomatoes? <laughs> Hello there, Pooh Bears and Piglets. Welcome to the Devil's Cut Podcast, an all-things horror podcast where we talk about movies, TV, video games, comics, anything horror, we'll talk about it. Uh, it's, I'm here with my co-host today, uh, Eric Rossi. How you doing today? I'm doing splendid. <laughs> Even after the second... What, is this your second or third watch through of this movie? This will be the. This was the second. This, be, this was the this second the watch second. through. But uh, despite despite subjugating myself to one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time, it is a. Uh, it has it hasn't affected me too bad. Maybe should I say poo bad? Poo bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So today uh, we're doing another movie review uh, and and recap. Uh, this week's flavor is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. You've heard about it. We've all we all saw every once that trailer dropped. It was all over YouTube. It was all over social media. Everyone's heard about this Winnie the Pooh movie. Viral sensation, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And honestly, I think that's pretty much where the uh, <laughs> where the 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 hype train stopped <laughs> on <laughs> on YouTube and. <laughs> uh, like the front page of Bloody Disgusting. That's the height of its achievement. Yeah, it's making everybody go, oh man, that's going to be so gross and bad. And it was. It was definitely gross Both. and bad. <laughs> it was gross and bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody... I don't. I didn't hear a single person when that trailer dropped go, oh, that looks like it's going to be a good movie. Everybody was like, that movie looks stupid. I'm going to go see yeah, it. Yeah, I was thrilled. I was very excited when I... Uh, when I first heard about it, I think every like, just like everybody else, their knee jerk reaction is like, "Oh no, don't! Oh, oh boy, <laughs> uh, maybe don't." And I don't think it's because we, you know, the the creator is very much on the side of like, "I'm going to ruin everyone's childhood because I'm a little stinker." But I, I <laughs> personally, I'm like, "No, don't. Maybe spend your money making a a better movie. Don't do this. Don't do this to yourself." <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I'm I'm kind of okay with this one because that for me this movie hits sort of the the so bad it's good you know ratio which we've had a lot of movies lately not just ones because we've had a few stinkers on the podcast but like even ones we haven't talked about I feel like lately the bad movies haven't been they've just been bad right like we've had really really great like high highs, but the lows never get low enough to loop back around to like good, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I I think it's uh it's definitely runs the full gamut of oh this is bad to oh this is <laughs> this is bad but I love so it so bad it's good again. It's it's so bad that it's I like it a lot though. Yeah, I I think it hits the 
the the the just sheer bottom of the barrel <laughs> uh like acting that that is in this movie really is almost enough by itself for me to be like oh so bad it's good give it a watch it's like i've never i here's the thing i've never seen a movie where every single line feels like it missed its mark <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can you can almost see like the 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 their eyes Sometimes as they try to remember what the line was like in it within like a <laughs> half second, you know, like shit, what was it? <laughs> so it's every, yeah, everything's just a little off. The movie takes itself very seriously and kind of blows past camp, but then ends up so bad that it comes all the way back around to super like, campy, a, a, a weird version of camp that I've never really seen before. <laughs> you know what, you know what this, uh, this movie gave me this the feeling of when you you know when you like watch somebody's like you know home made movies and there's just that kind of like there's like a very specific like camera feeling that you get when you're watching like a professionally made movie and a movie that like a bunch of like 20 somethings made for film class you know yes like there's just like this movie has has that like super like not even low budget just like no budget kind of feel to it (laughs) Yeah, it, it it oscillates between like, oh, this is like a good, well-composed horror movie and also like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> to me, it just, feels, it just like- feels like they wanted to make a Lifetime movie plus um, The Hills Have Eyes plus Winnie the yeah, Pooh. Yeah, plus Wrong Turn. Yeah, plus yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie's super Wrong Turn vibes for me. But yeah, like the whole time it just felt like we were filming in like somebody's uncle's like lake house, you know, where they were like, oh, we can do the project at, at my uncle's house down the road. You know, <laughs> He'll be, he's, letting me, he's letting us rent it out. Every location feels like an Airbnb. <laughs> I mean, it's highly possible. I mean, so let's get into some stats for this thing because, yeah, it's highly possible. It's like they were all Airbnbs. So Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. A 2023 film uh, written and directed by Rice Waterfield, uh, you know, based off the characters from uh, who's the name of the author of the original author of Winnie the Pooh? Not Roald Dahl, right? (laughs) Who is it? A.M.L. Okay. A.M.L. No, it's not Roald Dahl. (laughs) Oh, although a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory horror movie. See, way back in the day. We already got one of those. it was supposed to be like I had heard that the Johnny Depp one was going to be a horror movie and it kind of was, but for different reasons, I want like a real like horror. Like, I want, I want to see those kids dead. <laughs> I want to see when they squeeze the life juice out of that blueberry girl. <laughs> right. Don't get away that. I want to see her fall want, down the chute and get compressed. I want to see that. I want to see that blueberry light fade from her eyes. Um, yeah, so based on the characters from A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh, uh, fairy tales, um, the, it opened up, uh, opening weekend U.S. and Canada to 650,000, uh, and so far gross worldwide, we are creeping up on 4 million. It's at 3.8 currently. I know out the gate that they had planned to initially just release it. Uh, for one night in the UK and then after the trailer got like 
crazy buzz. The creator pretty much woke up the next morning and was like, oh, fuck, I have, like, a really sensational movie to distribute now. And they ended up, <laughs> I believe, screening it in South America first and then mm-hmm. America and Canada. Yeah, yeah. So the the initial budget for the movie was, I believe, like a hundred thousand. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. So like super, super low. Uh, and apparently, all of the like principal footage, like before any like reshoots and stuff like that, um, was filmed in like just under ten days. I, it doesn't surprise me at all. If you would have told <laughs> me this movie was made in three days, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's it's a long weekend uh, trip. You just go to that Airbnb. Yeah, everybody took off Friday from work and showed up and was like, "All right, let's make this movie." Yeah, it definitely it definitely feels like I've it. seen pornos with actresses trying to hit better line delivery than this movie. There's not a single line in this movie uttered that needs to be there, honestly. <laughs> well, this could have been a silent movie and uh I think it might have even gotten its point across better. They all feel coerced into saying everything. <laughs> yeah, they, like they're all being held hostage. Um, so the the director, uh, Rice Waterfield, he's fairly new to uh, like filmmaking and like production and stuff. He apparently like started in 2021, essentially. Like his he has like a partner who uh, worked in the film industry. He was like I don't know doing finance or something uh, before that, and. He just like was like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, start producing movies. And like basically in the span of like a year and a half, produced like 50 movies. Holy shit. Yeah. Not like directed and written, but like, you know, what had had his hands in and helped, you know, the production of, of like tons of movies. Uh, a lot still. of them, a lot of them ended up being ones that were like basically just like left on the cutting room floor and he just needed to like, you know, get everybody together, like spruce him up and then like ship them finally. Oh, okay, okay. But, uh, but yeah, so that's still a shitload of movies uh, in such a small amount of time. And currently is, like, uh, in an interview I, I watched, he said he's, like, they're kind of, like, slowing down now and focusing on, like, a few small, like, specific projects. One of them being, spoilers, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey uh, 2, which will have five times the budget. Too much. This one, which I got. Too much. <laughs> Is it too much? Like, maybe we can get, like, you know, people can actually act. At the I very mean, least, please spend some money on practical blood. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get rid of this digital blood. But, I mean, like, for, you know, $100,000, they put together far more of a movie than they should have for that budget. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's... It, there's some good stuff. Like, you, you did say up top, you know, there's... There's... Tiny, like, beams of light of a good movie, like, shine through the cracks every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's right there under the surface. You just needed to dig a little deeper. Right, you could just, you could just see it. Oh, it's so close. <laughs> if you just, ah, mm. Yeah, it's, it's like, it was, it was real close some of the time to, to being <laughs> anything of a movie. It was real close some of the time. <laughs> Oh, it never, I mean, it, there, there's only, like, a few high points in the movie where it, if any, like, if you just tune into a random part of this movie, odds are you're going to be like, what, you're just going to turn it off immediately. 
but also we we have to we can't fail to mention that so there is a sequel to this movie coming out but he is also working on a whole ruin your childhood cinematic universe i don't want to call can we call it something else do we have any other words other than cinematic universe because i think cinematic is giving a lot of credit and i think universe (laughs) is also giving a lot of scope (laughs) we'll have to workshop we'll have to workshop a title for it but um yeah, so we're getting a Peter Pan and Wendy movie, or is it just a Peter Pan movie? I I don't know if there's actually any details for it. I don't know if there's any other details other than the plot. He's announced that he is uh, going to be making a a Peter Pan Nightmare in Neverland, and oh, Nightmare a, in Neverland, a Bambi movie of a similarly bad title. Um, oh my god! You think so? Here's here's the question. Is it going to be a killer deer that's like running around goring people? Or do you think it's going to be a guy with a deer mask on? I think it's going. It's just like, like, is Bambi going to gore people on all four legs? Or am I going to am I going to sit down in a movie theater and watch Bambi just like mowing people down with like an Uzi or something? Oh, I hope it's just an an animal attack movie. It's titled Bambi the Reckoning. <laughs> what did it what in like such an intense <laughs> title? Bambi the Reckoning. Like subtitle for, for a Bambi movie. <laughs> Who <laughs> Uh you can't just put the reckoning on things. Oh, here we go. It's be it <laughs> Cinematic universe uh, is is being substituted for the phrase shared continuity franchise, which feels a lot more appropriate. It it kind of it kind of like uh, just makes it really really boring. You know, it's, it's very British. <laughs> when you hear cinematic universe, like then you're like, oh, the possibilities. But your version, yeah, I just see like Manila folders in my head. <laughs> yeah, cinematic universe is very Hollywood. Shared continuity <laughs> franchise is sounds extremely British. <laughs> it just you know just cultural differences. Oh boy, um, but yeah, I guess uh, we we kind of been a little all over the place because this. Well, this movie is a little all over the place, so I guess we're on brand. Um, but I, let, let's like jump back a second. How do you feel about this movie, Eric? I, so I got to see this movie in theaters. Um, it was not a particularly crowded viewing. Uh, I feel angry at uh, the distributor because for whatever reason, it was a Fathoms event and uh, I had to spend almost exactly $20 to see this movie Oof. for one ticket. Uh, so that was fucking mind-blowing to me. It was the most expensive movie I've seen in theaters in years. Ooh, uh, and and also the one where your money possibly went the least amount of distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got something out of Skin and Rink, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't say i did but i also watched it on shutter so like i'm glad that you saw that movie and got like came out of it with something but i i had a lot of laughs watching it uh so i i can't discredit that yeah it is a good it is a good good laugh laughing movie there there like the crowds this is one of those times where you want the crowds in the movie to to be little shit talkers and and like having a good time because 
that's the funniest it's going to be. Somebody brought like an eight-year-old kid to see this movie, which is kind of fucking crazy to me. Um, it's but. like, it's every, honestly, people just don't know. They, it's like when we saw Violent Night, people, parents just see like, oh, Santa Claus. I don't need any information. I don't even care what Santa Claus is doing that I can see, I can see him murdering people on TV right now, but I'm just going to tune that out. Santa, it's a Santa movie, bring in my kid. Like the same thing here. Like, even though Winnie the Pooh is clearly horrific looking and clearly murdering people, they're just the title is called Blood and Honey, but parents are like, "Oh yeah, let's take the kids to the Winnie the Pooh movie." I, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I had I had a good time watching it, uh, but I also went in with pretty low expectations. Um, the few moments of this movie that really do shine kind of wildly exceeded those expectations, so that was that was pleasant. But uh, I I I would not have imagined the announce sorry my cat is fucking with my mic right now um (laughs) i i would not have imagined that this was going to be getting a sequel nor do i think it's necessary (laughs) you wouldn't you wouldn't have imagined it would get a sequel let alone a shared continuity (laughs) shared continuity franchise franchise. was the farthest thing from expectation oh my i i i saw that interview today and i was like what (laughs) <laughs> I, I I had I could not I would never have guessed. I I think if you're looking for a movie to throw on to entertain yourself and you're enough of a fan of dog shit tier horror movies, then it it's definitely worth looking at. Uh I'm not sure I'm going to be lined up to spend another $20 to see the sequel in theaters in 2024, Ooh. but well, we shall you see. just wait until that trailer drops. We never know. <laughs> that trailer might really, you know, get you going. What about you? Uh, so I, it, this movie, let's, you know, I don't want to parse any words here. Like, it, this movie's bad. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like, there is there is so little narrative here. It's, it's almost going the, it's like inverse narrative. Nothing makes any sense. Nobody does anything for any reason. Not even the dialogue, you know, has, has any substance or meaning to it. It's a bad, dumb, stupid movie. But is it worth watching? Maybe not for $20, but when this comes out, you know, and you can rent it for like five bucks on uh, Amazon or something. To- yeah, obviously it's worth watching to see Winnie the Pooh and fucking Piglet. <laughs> just even even if it's full of CGI blood, it's still something it's like you. it's like one of those you just have to see it to believe it kind of things yeah i think that's where Uh, it really relied on what it really relied on to uh get people in theaters because it is just like just the premise alone is like all right well i gotta put my eyeballs on like reluctantly like "Ah, i guess i gotta watch that it's the that the entire movie is the concept that's all it has going for it because if you slapped any other costume on these two creatures and just made them dudes in the woods like it's an unwatchable movie <laughs> but you 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 see those little winnie the pooh ears uh you know <laughs> twitch in the uh in the moonlight and you're like oh this is fun look at him uh so i you know i i'm not gonna try and say it's a it's a good movie do i think people should watch it yeah it's only what this movie it moves at a clip so at least that's like a saving grace for it um 
what what is it an hour 20 an hour minute an hour and 20 minutes it's so, so it's funny. so fast it's, it is clocked at an hour 20 but <laughs> online when i went to go see it it said online that it was an hour and 40 and i was like oh fuck that's like that's Oof. a lot we're really gonna do nearly two hours of this shit and then when the movie <laughs> ends abruptly for me at an hour and 20 i was like wait what what's going on we're done <laughs> you're like wait is there another part of the movie I was like, how long is this fucking credit sequence? Well, they left room in the be they were gonna leave room in the beginning for a for a little Pixar animated short, but <laughs> no. Oh yo, Couldn't. that see now that that is some charm that I would have loved to see pumped into this movie. Ooh, I think the yeah, only you, you think they don't it didn't go far enough. I think the closest comparison to this movie was the mean one, that Grinch parody that came out earlier. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's a whole year. yeah, it's part of the whole uh uh what what is it? Everything's it's a public domain rush. A bunch of things are like in these like it started like a couple years ago and it's going, you know, it's going to keep happening for a while now. Like stuff is starting to like flow into the public domain and so we're just going to keep getting movies like the mean one in this where like people are just taking shit that they couldn't touch before because disney owns everything and now they're like haha motherfuckers horror movie uh but what this movie lacks is the the charm and i think self-awareness that the mean Mm -hmm. one has i think there's a cartoonishness to that movie that this movie decides to throw out the fucking window uh, yeah. And I don't necessarily know if it would have worked better if it had kind of embraced that side of it. I th- I think it does. Oh, it would have. Yeah? I think mm. so. I think you need, like, because, like, like we just got done saying, you know, th- this whole movie is its concept. Just So just this movie knew what it was but chose not to, like, really lean into it, you know? It was just, it was okay. It just stayed comfortable, like, just like, oh, we already got the people in because the title's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, haha, isn't that funny? Uh, like, and they didn't go any deeper than that, you know? I, I feel like they really needed, to, for this one to work, it, it just go super, I, I haven't seen the mean one, but you told me about it, and the, that's what I wanted from this one. Yeah, like, the mean one knows that it needs to rely on some humor, to make yeah. the movie work and i think even if we had a little bit more like physical comedy out of like poo and piglet like honestly i think it's a fucking sin that we didn't get poo stuck in between like a windowsill somewhere or like Dude, in a, in a yeah. gap of trees that's a, that's a fucking waste <laughs> waste yeah well no that's exactly <laughs> that's what i'm saying like like there's certain things that um obviously because I listened to the interview with uh Waterfield where he was explaining that there's like you know uh the reason like Tigger isn't in this movie is because Disney owns Tigger I guess like there's he's not yet in the public domain like because I think that guy did make the character of Tigger but maybe not until later and so like this year of his creation is like off by a little bit that makes sense so they couldn't use him because Disney they also like chose in this movie to which i thought was really funny they say right out of the gate and there's because there's this like little animated sequences we'll get to and we start the you know 
overview of it, but <laughs> this little animated sequence where at the end they go, and they vowed never to speak again so that we don't have to get sued by Disney for using that funny voice that Pooh talks in. Like, <laughs> they don't, you know, like the email, they're like, and they never talked again. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're not going to, okay, I, I get where we're doing this. So they couldn't use, like, they couldn't say, oh, bother, because then Disney could, like, that's foreseeably choose yeah what? like so they they couldn't have like just the red t-shirt and the no pants although he does have a red t-shirt in this it's not a t-shirt but he has a red shirt you know red red flannel i think it works but yeah so there's like certain things they couldn't use but like i feel like they could have done a lot more like taken things but make it parody and not like theft you know like if the, if they you're right you know what that's a perfect way to put it it feels way closer to theft than parody <laughs> Yeah, like, if you, I think if they, you know, like if they gave me little things, little Easter eggs to make, like, little winks and nods, like, if they turned onto a street at the beginning of the movie when all the girls are driving up, like, say they, like, oh, like, what direction do you have, like, oh, they'd say, like, the GPS is telling us to turn on, like, you know, Heffalump Boulevard or something. It's like, you know, you can't have Heffalumps yeah. and Woozles in the movie, but you can use, like, the word for a street name or something, you know, like, give me, give me some stuff to, like latch on to you know for, and really make me go oh that's cute that's funny like just like live in it this movie is like too much they were like we got the concept that people are in the seats here's Pooh and Piglet uh, you know we won't have to put any more effort into it beyond all that I still say it's worth checking out because the the Pooh and Piglet are, they really are the stars I mean the, the the good there's some like good costume work they've got some pretty decent kills in the movie uh, I, I'd say check it out Interesting fun fact about the costumes. Apparently, yeah, before the movie me. was even getting put together, um, the masks were already made just, like, out of, you know, I guess artistic having fun. Some, right, somebody uh, was just, yeah, just there, did a project. <laughs> there was an American uh, mask manufacturing company. They do, like, prosthetics and movie stuff. Um, they're called the uh, Immortal Masks. And they had the mask for Pooh and Piglet already, like, styled and made like, way before the uh, Pooh uh, IP entered public domain. <laughs> and so when they were going to put together the movie, they're like, oh, well, we need those. Got to be taking those. That's really funny. Uh, but uh, honestly, what if, like... What a find because that, that Pooh Bear, the Pooh Bear mask specifically looks really creepy and, like, it just it, it it works really well, uh, and is it so? Is the are the masks like a little bit animatronic, or is that all CG when the stuff when like the the faces move? I think there to me it looks like there is some sort of underlying animatronics, but maybe some like real minor stuff to like make the ears wobble. And yeah, I think like stuff that. just to pull the the mouth up and down and. Uh, yeah, I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to find any information on you. Found more info on the mask than I was able to. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get any details on the the very specifics on how they made it move. But honestly, like if it was CG, I think it worked enough. Like it looked very. It was good, subtle, subtle stuff. Not not like the blood and the gore of this movie. That <laughs> they needed the ear animators to to go to the other room where the blood was being made. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think outside of initial reactions, that's that's about as much as we can do without getting into the the meat of this thing yeah 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 we we so 
for anybody who is interested in checking out Blood and Honey, now's your chance to to leave, find a, I don't know, a movie theater, like, probably two hours away that's screening it, and then, uh, you know, when you get back from your weekend trip, you can finish the <laughs> podcast. Or on the drive home, even. Good luck. If, if anyone out there <laughs> finds uh, any distribution of this film or any uh, streaming of this film, let us know. And definitely only the legal stuff. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah, yes. Only only legal streaming. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Uh, all right. So let's get into it. So where do we open up this movie? This it immediately opens into an animated sequence, right? Well, kind of animated. It's like little hand-drawn sketches, like, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a, almost like a storybook sketchy yeah, like- kind of look to it. I thought this was really funny because, you know, they can't depict any of them the way Disney does. But, like, how do you tell an illustrator or an animator, like, I need you to draw everyone from Winnie the Pooh, but they can't look anything <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh? Like, uh, uh, you need to draw all the Winnie the Pooh characters, but they can't look like any of them. Yeah, especially give me because... Walmart the Pooh. <laughs> there's, like, one that I was trying to figure out, and I was like, what is this penguin? And I was like, oh, there is an owl in Winnie the Pooh, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. But in the drawings of the movie, it looks like a weird little owl or a little penguin. Uh, yeah. So right out of the gate, you know, it's it. You get this like uh, story teller voiced guy who's like, long time ago in the Hundred Acre Woods, there was a little boy named Christopher Robin. And he found a group of crossbreeds, which yeah, immediately he says literally- pulled me out of my seat. I was like, whoa, what? We're going with crossbreeds? Right, because in so isn't the whole thing in Winnie the Pooh that they're stuffed animals? Yes, they're just stuffed animals, and he's you know they exist as living things within his imagination. Yeah, but like the Hundred Acre Wood, even when like Christopher Robin goes there, there's are they an are they they're still stuffed animals though? They're still stuffed they? animals. It's just that he's alone and he's <laughs> in his imagination. Well, playing with yeah, his I know animals. that. I know that, but like Matt, I'm saying Matt, like if we're trying to take it at Chris, Christopher Robin's word, you know, he's going to a magical place called the Hundred Acre Wood, where all the where Pooh Bear and everyone's walking around. If he decided to like, you know, turn the tables on them in this movie and like kill them, <laughs> he'd be cutting them up and Fuzz would be coming out, right? Uh, I mean, in the animated Disney version, yeah, I think in this version, clearly they're crossbreeds, they're abominations of nature, and. We're led to believe from this storyteller that a young English boy wandered into the Hundred Acre Wood, which is just a place that everyone's aware of, wandered in there and found five half-human, half-animal, anthropomorphic nightmare people. But they were children, right? The nightmare children? Mm-hmm. Yep. Who could speak? Just, Who could speak? They could speak. But he would just bring them food every day? Yeah, they were his buddies. He would go into the Hundred Acre Wood and feed his fucking abominations his, of nature. His, his, like, small tribe of mutants that, that he would exactly, go Exactly, yeah. And, and nobody was like, Chris, Chris, where are you going every day after school? Well, I mean, would you believe him? He would come back home and be like, oh, I was playing with Pooh and Piglet and... Eeyore and Owl, and they were all having a grand time. I need some more biscuits for my friends, Mum. Yeah, yeah, but then, that's what I'm saying, every day. Because these 
these mutants have to eat every day. So he's ransacking the family cupboards. Like, isn't our mom and dad going to be like, what is he doing with all our groceries? (laughs) (laughs) You'd think like the problem with this movie, the, the crux of it is, you know, Pooh and Piglet get mad because they got hungry. They're basically just hangry, this whole movie. And so you'd think this whole movie would have, like, happened a lot sooner because mom and dad would have been like, you're not allowed to take food into the forest anymore. We're going through Capri Sun like it's fucking water. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> I'm not buying fruit by the foot anymore. <laughs> but we, uh, we, we find out through this animated narration that... Uh, eventually, as Christopher Robin grows up and becomes, you know, like a, oh an adult, God. he has to go away to college. <laughs> he, was, he, had so. to, he had to make a tough choice and go to med school. Did he go to med school? Is that what they he said? Did. He did. He becomes a doctor. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. So he goes off to med school. You get this funny little sketch of like, <laughs> it's like this sketch of all of the animals like in a cave and it's raining outside and they look so depressed. And then it, there's a lightning flash, and they all become emaciated oh, because winter yeah, they comes, like... and they have no way to feed themselves because Christopher Robin's not there to feed them, which I feel like he would have figured out a situation, like, teach a Pooh Bear how to fish, you, feed him yeah, for a you, lifetime. You know what? That's, what? that's where mom and dad should have stepped in and been like, listen, Christopher, you, you can, you know, you, you bring food what what is the saying you bring water to a horse he drinks for or teach a man to fish i don't know you bring a water to a horse no you bring the horse to water <laughs> and that's man. not even the applicable <laughs> oh yeah metaphor. but you can't make him drink no yeah you teach a man to fish yeah exactly teach a poo to fish and they'll eat for a lifetime but he didn't he just kept bringing him fruit by the foot and he never learned <laughs> what were they doing before christopher found them i i, I who fucking knows man but he found them as children. I'm too wrapped up in horse horses and fishing now. <laughs> but so they 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 starve one winter while he's away at school, and uh, they have to resort to I don't want to call it cannibalism, but Eeyore sacrifices himself for it the is. good of the tribe, and they right. Eat it's cannibalism because they're all mutants, you know. And we get this shot. We get this little sketch animation shot of a fucking shallow grave. With a stick oh poking at him for a headstone and Eeyore's fucking cartoon, like, cloth tail pegged to the fucking, <laughs> to the headstone. <laughs> I died it's when so I saw funny. this. Yeah. I, I, it, I was fucking roaring. So, so th- that's it. The plot, the, the, the little opening setup here is that Christopher Robin went away to college. They knew, no longer had anything to eat. One night, Pooh says, we have to eat Eeyore in order to survive. And that drives them insane, and they vow never to speak again. And they've also determined they hate humans, especially Christopher Robin, because he stopped feeding them. They vow off all things human and all things Christopher Robin. (laughs) Except overalls, I guess. Yeah, except overalls and, like, living (laughs) structures and human tools and technology (laughs) yeah it turns out they didn't really swear off human stuff uh, as we'll find out so then now we cut to like some actual live action shit uh and it's uh two people like walking up to this um like it's not a cabin right it's like an actual fully like so furnished house (laughs) 
Yeah, we come across Christopher Robin and his fiance, and they are walking through the Hundred Acre Wood, which is actually filmed on uh, location in the the forest that inspired the original Hundred Acre Wood. Oh wow, that's fun! See, yeah, that's a real that's, place. That's the kind of fun stuff we want to know about. So they're walking along, and he's all excited. He's like, "Oh, I can't wait for you to meet them, all my friends from childhood." We had all these grand adventures, me and Pooh and Piglet and Owl and Eeyore. I can't, they were such good friends of mine as a child. <laughs> and, you know, and- the the striped cat, I forget his name. <laughs> and I, I don't understand how, A, this man managed to land a girlfriend and then convince her to get engaged. Uh, and then also take a trip into the woods to go find his imaginary friends as grown-ass adults who have already graduated right. from med school. And uh, he's not saying, like, she thinks he's crazy. She's still going to marry him, apparently. But she, like, he clearly legitimately believes that there was a group of animal people that lived in the woods that he was friends with. And she thinks that they were just imaginary friends. She also has to know that he doesn't think that, right? Like, he's he's yeah. 100% convinced that these are real. And everyone's like, oh, that's just silly Christopher. He even asks her. He's like, you don't, you don't believe me, do you? You think I'm crazy. And she's like, I don't think you're crazy. But <laughs> I think you had a wild imagination as a kid. And, you know, if it turns out that it's, it's a, not crazy true, is a reductive I'm here to term. help you. And it's like, no, no one would do this. Absolutely no one. Who is that compassionate? fiancés i guess uh so i would get a restraining order if somebody told me (laughs) they grew up with five (laughs) crossbreeds in the woods also just i can't believe that christopher robin just went about like living a regular life knowing that like there's just these creatures living in the, the the british countryside forests right like just knowing they're yeah five hulking mutants he doesn't know they're hulking but he for all he knows there's just they're they're people they're just living he's the only been gone for five years it. i don't think they found hgh in those five years they're fucking enormous <laughs> he had to have known they were fucking gigantic and wearing overalls before he left me you know what i don't know and we'll never find out uh but yeah that's another thing the movie opens up five years five years later after <laughs> Pooh and, and the gang went crazy. Uh, so Christopher Robin and his fiance are wandering through the woods. They have a little heart to heart, you know, and she's like, oh, well, I still love you. It's okay. You'll feel crazy. And eventually they get to a, we, we stumble <laughs> like, on their camp, which is yeah. Fucking like grand to say the least. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that, Christopher Robin helped them build this shit or if they built it on their own (laughs) but if Christopher Robin built this I don't know why the fuck he went to med school he should have been a fucking professional carpenter yeah he should have been a contractor or something because like and yeah like so if he didn't help them build and also he couldn't have what he's gonna build all this shit after school you know no way but where Where did they get to learn how to do this I was about to say where they get the lumber but they are in the the woods well they are in the woods they are in the the woods Eric They've got that's the about they've got plenty of that. But like where did they get all the other machinery required to build all this stuff? Like I said, there's like a fully furnished house. There's two or three like streamlined trailers. Like Yeah, like brand new. Like did, <laughs> Yeah, like did Winnie the Pooh go and like get a loan? 
it's like a campsite villa. There's like a full wooden deck with like a fire pit and like these like wooded like tunnel system things that are I want maybe not. They're like wooden lined corridors. Yeah, they're weird. I couldn't tell like what they were supposed to be. Also, there's like lots of jars of honey all over the place here. There's a <laughs> there's a I put down in my notes the Eeyore uh, <laughs> gravestone, which is just <laughs> a like piece of plywood slot with with the words Eeyore rip sloppily like drawn in in paint. <laughs> Uh, and I think you're right. There is like a, you can see his tail on there. Were oh, we yeah. correct on that? Yeah. The cartoon version of his tail is tagged to the, um, yeah. Uh, Which is again, headstone. if we're, so if we're going to do like a little bit, right. If we're going to put the cartoon or tail, just like, yeah, can Disney really get you in that much trouble? Like for you just, it's just parody. You're not like clearly, you're not like stealing their stuff. It's like little pokes and jabs i think they could have gotten away with a lot more but like so they come up to after they they walk past these like fancy aluminum um trailers and is there like a big tree house is that what that is yeah there's like some sort of like suspended structure which that has like a like four or five beds in it they're like bunk beds which like what are you doing in the trailers if you have this fuck there's just so many questions yeah like are these like stolen so we we also get a sequence i like there later on like when the title card hits we get um a bunch of shots of like newspaper clippings and stuff where like people have been reporting just like dozens if not like hundreds of people going missing in the hundred acre wood so like there's just this spooky murder forest that nobody comes back from that like <laughs> there's like missing people's posters like littered all over this movie yeah so Pooh and piglet have just been so i'm thinking like is it like wrong turn style where people kind of like drive to the wrong place and then the cannibals like kill them and then just throw their truck into the big pile of shit they've been collecting you know like so are these like trailers of people who went camping in the hundred acre wood the Pooh and piglet murdered and they've just been stashing all the stuff here I, I I have no. I have idea. to guess, right? Uh, you have to assume. Yeah, we never. That's the other thing. We never get any like. There's just no. no there's no motivation, <laughs> like, other than we we hate people because the movie needed a plot of some kind. Like it's just <laughs> like, give me something. Like let me know what they've been doing day to day. Um, and I. Th- so basically we just get like a bunch of long meandering shots of Christopher Robin and his fiance, you know, exploring these grounds, like looking for all of his <laughs> imaginary friends. And they're getting um, progressively freaked out because they're seeing like blood. They're seeing all these animal bones and then yeah, they, they make their way up nightmare. to that little treehouse situation. And they, they, he's like, everything's wrong. Everything looks different. It's not the same. Something's happened. Something's changed, my friends. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. He sees a picture of himself that's like all like his face is like scratched out or something. And he's like, he t- his fiance, who's just, she has just as much info as you, Chris. And he's like, why is it like this? Why did they do that to my face? Like, and it's like, what are you asking her for? All right. So after we see our terrible child's drawing, which was clearly drawn by an intern. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> you gotta love those kids' drawings that you know somebody, like, really put a lot of effort into. Some adult. <laughs> so they hear someone coming, and you hear these hulking footsteps, and they're so freaked out by everything they've seen so far that they just decide to hide. So Christopher Robin hides under the bed, and uh, his girlfriend fiance hides right next to the bed uh, so that, you know, whoever comes in won't see her. And <laughs> the th- it, I think it, it, like, lays down in the bed and goes to sleep for a few hours, and they're just hiding the entire time. We get a transition shot of, like, the outside of the campsite at, like, yeah, it's like sundown, a s- and then it goes flicks over to night yeah it's like a snap cut like uh or like a match match cut uh shot which is pretty cool and the two the two of them try sneaking out right but then they on their way out they get caught by uh Pooh and piglet yes so his fiance gets snagged by piglet and piglet grabs her with like a chain like around the throat like to garrot her and very clearly just chokes her out and then <laughs> yeah there's I like he these, did a all these weird snap. continuity problems where, like, even if she, her neck gets snapped, we get the shot of her getting attacked from behind them, so you can see the back of Piglet, her, and Christopher Robin watching and screaming, and then we cut to the like 180 after she's dead, and he she kind of slumps over onto the thing in front of her. And her face is, like, bashed the fuck up as if he was, like... <laughs> yeah, it looks like she's been mutilated or something in the, like, t- 2.5 seconds we saw her since. Um, well, you know what I think a, that a lot of those problems probably come from is uh, another thing I uh, heard in one of the director's interviews was that... And you brought it up earlier a little bit. So when this movie, when, like, the trailer, the teaser, like, hit the internet, the movie was pretty much, like, done with production um but it got such a huge reaction that he ended up getting like a bunch of like like an in huge influx of like investor cash and stuff and he ended up going they ended up going back in and adding like way more footage of Pooh and piglet um than they had originally because they could now afford to so a lot of that probably comes from them being like oh and put this scene in there like not really taking into account that like nothing happened to this girl's face in the original scene, but they just decided to add more of it, you know? I mean, it makes sense. It it, it has continuity errors all over the fucking place. Like, yeah. people are holding an object, and then they cut immediately to, like, a different angle of the same person, and the object is either, like, in the other hand or, like, upside down, yeah. and it's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, lot, lots of little stuff. But, you know, if you see it, <laughs> the whole movie over and over again, you're like, all right. Um... But yeah, this first like attack here is pretty, you know, pretty decent. Uh, you know, it, you get your first good look at Pooh and and Piglet. You know what? I do have to say though, I I love the Pooh mask. The Piglet one is good. It's just a little boring. It, I think it's just a little less. Inspired. No pun intended. Boring. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like it just you know what the 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 because it just looks like a pig's head, like Pooh's head. Like, n- doesn't look like an actual bear, but you know it is a bear. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's yeah, something... it looks like it looks Pooh. Weird. It looks like Winnie yeah. the Pooh. The piglet mask yeah. could be any generic boar-faced yeah. monster character. Yeah, like, if they... Like, you were you were saying when we were watching it um, for our second go-through that you wish uh, Piglet 
had less tusks and i think no tusks would work you know make a freaky like pig guy like in this because it doesn't look like they you know make it look more like the same person who made the the poo one honestly i think it's the same person it's a color problem i think you have such a saturated yellow in the like costuming on poo and it's like Mm -hmm. such a weird waxy face texture and then Mm -hmm. Piglet just kind of looks like a, a pig monster. Like, you could have pinked him up a little bit more. <laughs> I, I, this, <laughs> this is me and Eric's uh, uh, our artist side poking out. We we have some design errors we'd like to address. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how they handle, uh, you know, our, our other woodland friends. Let's see how, in, in let's see how Rabbit and, yeah, let's see how Rabbit now will come out. Oh, man. I'm not excited to see what they do with Rabbit. Oh, Rabbit's going to be the good-looking one. Owl is probably going to be a nightmare. Uh, not in a good way. But, oh, you know what? That reminds me. What We have to figure out what characters Disney, like, they're not allowed to use. That Disney won't let them use. Like, are Kanga and Rue, like, an option? No, I'm pretty sure they're after No, the that's a, that, those are Disney Disney pals. Um, gopher, right? There's, like, a Gopher one. Who the fuck? Uh, uh, you know way more about Winnie the Pooh lore than I do. Who the fuck is Gopher? <laughs> There's a gopher. I think so. He has, like, he talks. He is one of those, like, voices where everything he says has, like, a whistle at the end of it. Oh, you know what? I am remembering gopher. Yeah. <laughs> the whistle And then there's the heffalumps. There. Yeah. And then there's the heffalumps and the woozles. I think that's a Disney thing, which is a shame because that could be good. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, what owl and rabbit look like later. But we, uh, we end this first sequence, uh, this intro sequence on uh, Pooh and Piglet kind of capturing Christopher Robin, fade to black, and then we get a very good-looking title card. Yeah, I really, I love, it looks so grindhousey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 where the, the, the honey, animated, like, honey drips coming off of the, the bottom of the title card. Drips like, is underselling looks... it. This is like honey drenched. It looks like if you yeah. took like an entire pail of honey and threw it at the title card. Yeah, there's lots of... I, I could have done with way more honey in this movie. Because what they did, I liked so much. Because they used honey in really good spots in this movie to like create like a really gross, viscous <laughs> environment here and there. And mm-hmm. I could have used way, way more of it. But yeah, the title card's beautiful probably my favorite part of the movie (laughs) and this Uh, is like during you get like the credits opening credit sequence and it just it gives me like texas chainsaw vibes because you're seeing all of like the missing persons and the police reports and all that stuff like hazy photographs of winnie the pooh stalking through the woods Uh, so i was like i was getting a little excited it's like oh this is pretty there's the rest of the movie (laughs) (laughs) uh so now we open up to our because god forbid christopher robin be the main character of his own fucking movie uh <laughs> we cut to our main character uh, i think her the only girl whose name i remember is maria she might as well be introducing brunette number one i could yeah. not tell you a single one of these girls names it, 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 we'll get to the yeah. rest of them in a few minutes but you i got guys, some fucking gripes listeners you've got you're getting I'll call her Maria. Every other character is going to be either glasses or redhead or Instagram <laughs> like because I, I do not know for the life of me what any of these people are named. Marie, right? Is her name? Yeah. Maria. Marie, Maria. Maria is uh, a, Main character. a, a uh, some sort of therapist. 
she's you know saying like i i you know i i feel paranoid all the time i don't feel safe uh i i you know i i just i feel stressed out i can't sleep things are not going great for me and the therapist is pretty much just recommending like have you considered a trauma holiday <laughs> like why don't you go on a vacation? Get away from things for a yeah, little Yeah, have you while. ever considered just going on vacation? It was like, well, you know what? I would like to, but uh, I can't afford that. Although I guess they're in the UK, so things might be a little better. Than, you know? Oh, yeah, they get way more holiday. <laughs> they get paid for holiday. That's why yeah, it's called so holiday. Have you tried using your your, uh, your holiday pay and forgetting about the traumatic thing that happened to you? We don't exactly get into any of that just yet, but we'll get there no, later we on. we will. We do we'll get dig it into it, that trauma. And guess what? It means nothing. It's worthless. There's no there's no character building. This main character doesn't she has a traumatic thing, has nothing to do with this movie. It leads nowhere. She doesn't get over the trauma. It's just a plot point that just dangles. <laughs> there's just nothing. It's not important. But we waste a screen. This movie could have been 60 minutes. <laughs> yep. If you just cut out all the shit that doesn't matter. Um, then we get some really nice drone shots of the Hundred Acre Woods. Uh, yeah, we, you we know get what? her Looks and her friend are driving in, uh, and they're they're on the phone with another friend who says that they're going to be a couple hours late, and clearly they're headed out to the Hundred Acre Woods for a girls' weekend. Uh, but the they, funny thing about the Hundred Acre Woods, though, is that there's like so has so many paved roads going through it, <laughs> like and. Not, you know, like it's it, if if they had to like you know park at the bottom of like a mountain or something and like hike to like a cabin that and that's all the hundred acre woods like that would have been a little scarier you know like because they'd make them more stranded. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it's pretty developed. Like everybody <laughs> could have just left. You know, <laughs> they could everyone could have just gotten out of this movie at any point. But they uh, they pull over to a petrol station because we are petrol, in, we're in, we are in, we're in England, the UK, the UK. Um, and this is like one of those why the fuck would you ever stop here to get gas? Like usually in these types of movies, you pull over to the gas station and it's like you're in the middle of the desert somewhere and it's like creepy and isolated and like maybe the <laughs> gas pumps don't work and there's one old guy and he's like ah don't go out there there's bad things out there but. This is the most run-down gas station I've ever fucking seen in a movie. Like, every pump is overgrown by vegetation. There's just piles of fucking cars. All of the windows are fucking broken or shuttered. Like, you like she- you wouldn't stop here to fucking take a piss in the woods. No, it looks completely abandoned. You like she could have probably like fucking picked up the the nozzle from 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 the uh, the pump and like fucking dandelions would be growing out of it. This place is so yeah. abandoned. Like I don't know what she's thinking about going in here, but it is where we encounter possibly my one of my favorite characters in this movie, which is just I don't know probably named, but I'm gonna say unnamed mechanic who just has he's just like a a guy who stumbled in from like Kentucky. He's his name is Logan. <laughs> is it Logan? Yeah, and he is actually the only American in this movie. He's uh he's from Louisiana. Oh yeah, straight up southern boy <laughs> Logan comes wandering in. It's so funny. She's walking around the gas station. She's like, "I don't think anyone's here. Hello? <laughs> Anybody?" And then from the back he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I want to see if I can get gas. And he's like, no, does it look like you can get gas here? Everything's old. 
the only sense of fucking like reality in this movie is this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they, he pretty much tells her like, no, there's nothing here. Be careful. You're like near the hundred acre woods. People get lost out here all the time. And she's like, haha, totally. Bye now. <laughs> she bumps into some people on the way out. And it's uh, there again, two people that like just come and go out of this movie for no reason. Like, I don't believe that Logan owns this building. I don't know why he's there. <laughs> why is anybody here? So, yeah, we're on a girl's trip. Like, where everyone's on holiday. All the girls are finally, they're together. They all look exactly the same, except one, one's got glasses. We meet the other four brunettes in this movie, and uh, it looks like they went to cast the main character. They had a bunch of actresses come in, and they liked all of them. So they're like, we don't have to do the bad. casting call for the other characters. We just <laughs> we're just gonna fill all these girls in. Yeah, you all just be, so they but they pull up to a house that's clearly in a suburb, right? Yeah, it like looks there's, like you there's can see other other houses next nearby. door, and it's pretty swanky. Not even nearby, like like right next to them. There's like maybe forty feet between them and another cabin. I'm confused because all we've seen so far is just barren, like. 100 acre wood jungle you know like so i don't really know where we're supposed to be but we end up at this really nice airbnb looking cabin um one of the glasses is having like an argument with instagram so let's let's try and outline these poorly developed characters we have our main character who is maria Maria. then we have glasses their nerdy friend glasses nerd nerd girl we have the uh, clearly uh, slutty one uh, who is... Yeah, cam girl. Cam girl. Let's call her cam girl. That's a good way to go. Cam girl. Um, and then we have two uh, generic lesbians. Yeah, two brunette lesbians. And that's the whole gang. Well, the, one of the gang is missing. Uh, her name's uh, Redhead. Oh, that's right. And Redhead. She, she, while everyone's exploring the cabin, one of them gives a call to Redhead who's pulled over... Uh, she can't find her way. She's just at the I, the road sign for this place, which again is just <laughs> like plywood with the same bleedy looking text that that Eeyore's sign had that just says Hundred Acre Wood." Like, who put in that? In blood, there? clearly in yeah, blood. Is that did Winnie the Pooh put it there? Did like a somebody from city planning come and put it there? Like, what? <laughs> you know, where <laughs> who, who? Where did the sign come from? And is it meant to be like, oh yeah, this is where you are? Like, why? I don't understand why. Like, what involvement in the in in this in the zoning of this place did Winnie the Pooh have? Uh, so she calls them and she's like, you know, I'm lost. The GPS is telling me to turn around. I'm at the Hundred Acre Wood, but I don't know where I am. If like, you guys call me back, give me, you know, help me out. And so then she just decides to wander into the woods with her phone. She's like trying to find a signal. It's like. If you're lost, why the fuck would you abandon your car and just wander into the woods? What are you doing? Because the movie needed her to be there. It's so funny to the cat because it's like a real quick like uh, scene change to her just being like, uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to wait here, you know, until I can get signal. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I'm lost. And then just cut to her in the middle of the woods, just walking seemingly in, in a random direction. <laughs> 
Uh, and then that's when uh, Pooh Bear like starts creeping up on her and she gets scared by him and starts sprinting away towards like a, a, a like an industrial like warehouse or something. It's so funny. She's running like every parody of a horror. Oh, my God. Like dude. female like running away, like arms flailing, barely trotting at a fucking snail's pace. And Pooh is like fucking flying, knees pumping Going like a million miles an hour trying to fucking yeah. catch up to her. Dude, he's I like I like a good fast killer. You know, he's like uh the the remake uh Friday the thirteenth. You know, that like first scene where Jason just comes like sprinting Big Jason? out of the darkness. Yeah. yeah. That's it gave me those vibes, which I I always liked that part of that movie. Um so yeah, Pooh chases her into this like weird like warehouse where there's all sorts of like machinery and stuff. You know, the abandoned metal shed. Yeah, it's just abandoned so metal shed. It's full of rusty things. Yeah, uh, and he gets in a scuffle with her. Like she can't, she tries to hide, can't find anywhere else to go. He catches up to her and grabs her, and in just like one fluid motion, rips her shirt off. Like it's like a, it's, it happens so fast. It almost looks like it. One scene she has her shirt on, and one scene she has no shirt. Yeah. So here's 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 a major major issue I have yes. with this movie. Go on, sir. From this point on. From this point forward in the movie, I was like, oh, okay, this is a boobs movie. This is a boobs horror movie. Okay, I I don't know why we needed to do this. I don't know why <laughs> we needed to add boobs to the Winnie the Pooh formula. But, like, all right, well, if it's one of those kind of slashers, I, you know, I changed some gears in my brain. And I'm like, all right, well, we're here right, for this you kind recalibrate, of you recalibrate. There are boobs later on in this movie. That it is criminal that they that we don't see them, just by like oh. conventional <laughs> storytelling and horror tropes and the character. Like these are the wrong boobs. We should have never seen these boobs. It doesn't make any sense for us to see these boobs. I I I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So there's so yeah we get full like a f- full boob shot uh, as Pooh Bear rips off this girl's shirt before he tries to kill her. There are not a single pair of of boobs. At all. The rest of the movie. There's no other topless scene, which makes me, like you said, you recalibrated because you're like, you know, once you see that, you get, like, you go, okay, it's this type of horror movie. We're getting real schlocky with it. Now that there, but there aren't any more, like you can't, why do, why just one? Just one. It boobs. feels wrong that you gave me <laughs> these boobs because I'm like, all right, well, I, I, I didn't, it, like thematically, it doesn't make sense that this girl needs to be topless. Uh, I mean, not that it ever usually does. But, like, there's a character later on that, like, very clearly, like, all right, we should have, these are the boobs we should have seen. Right. She's clearly a cam girl. You have to, like, go completely, you know, in one direction or the other. Like, because if, if this isn't going to be, like, a, like, titty-filled movie, then why have Pooh rip off this girl's shirt and, and then shove her in the wood chipper, you know? Because, yeah, spoiler I, alert, I, that's I what he does to her. She goes straight in the wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, head first. He, like, bashes her forehead into the fucking, like, receiving edge of the wood chipper. Uh, yeah, and it's like Fargo over there. And her up and, you know, we get, a, we get a fun shot of her, like, legs dangling out the side of the, the wood chipper as, like, Pooh Bear is getting splattered with real fake blood. And then we cut to the other side of the shoot, like, the outgoing shoot for the wood chipper, and we get... Like, 50 gallons of terrible fake digital blood. And I'm like, you clearly had the fake blood on on scene. Just throw it in the fucking machine. I know. It's real shame. I I find it very criminal when when 
movies like this. Like, if you're going to make, like, a shitty, dumb... I understand it's, like, you know, for saving and cost, but, like, I just feel like you lose so much charm from the movie when you do CGI blood and, and gore, you know? Like, just... Makes get some practical stuff. There's so many talented people that could do it. Like spend the especially because there is there is some good practical effects in this. Yeah, here and there, it's sparing, but you know. Uh, but yeah, all right. So redhead done. Wood don't have to worry about that. Done. Yeah, wood chipper gone. Don't don't have to remember that character. It's a shame because she's the only character that looks different than the rest of the group besides glasses. Um, which would have been a nice yeah way to differentiate everybody. But no, yeah, she's some out. visual variety. Yeah, it would have been good. Now, cut back to that night. The 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 gal pals are all. Uh, oh, we get our bees. We get some bees before we get there. We get a nice we get a nice spooky shot of the hundred acre woods, like uh, like a straight on shot, like looking into the woods, and it's very dark, and we kind of like can't see yeah. what's going on past the tree line, and we have all these <clears throat> bees floating around. It's like oh, bees. And now we cut back to the rest of the girls, and they are having like a. Um, they're all sitting around like the fire and they're like, uh, I think Maria is telling her trauma story. Yeah, it's like, OK, I brought all my friends on vacation to do a trauma dumping. This is what's been going on in my life, guys. And so right, she- like she was supposed to forget about the trauma, but, <laughs> but instead she's going to fo- foist it on <laughs> all of her friends. It's like a reverse intervention. <laughs> um, but no, but no, I mean, it's really not like I. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, you know, I guess it does get kind of bad, but like, I mean, it gets, I was expecting something gross, but after we, you know, just turned it into a titty slasher movie, this is a very like conservative, uh, trauma by comparison. Right. Like basically somebody was stalking her. Um, and then eventually like bed intruded her. Like she came home one day like she called the police because somebody was like looking in her window or something and then nothing they couldn't do anything and then like a couple weeks later like he like crept into her broke broke into her house and crept in her room and like uh he was attempting to undress her um and she woke up and screamed and i guess he ran out and then yeah he ran away she hadn't heard or seen anything of him they ended up catching the guy and she says they were going through his computer and he had loads of me on there. Which yeah, is like, like he'd been ew. in there a bunch of times. Ooh, it is creepy. Probably a better movie if we just did that movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. The friends don't really have any reaction to this story because <laughs> nobody knows how to act. Or yeah, they're all kind of like, this. ugh, sorry you're going through that. And Glasses is, like, apparently in on it. She knew. She was like, yeah, I wanted to tell you guys, but it really wasn't my story to tell. And it's like, yeah, no-brainer. Sorry to spring it on you. Um, And then this is when the movie cuts back to uh, the, the Pooh Bear campsite. And Wait, where Piglet is like riding a generate, like he's riding a bike, which I'm assuming is like generating power to all of the Hundred Acre Woods. <laughs> yeah, th- this is where the movie becomes uh, Passion of the Christopher Robin. She, oh excuse God. me, Passion of the Christopher Robin. Christopher, Passion of the Christopher. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So he's like hanging with his like hands tied to like yeah, he's all tied up and bound and hanging. And uh, he's got 
no shirt. He's been fucked up, clearly. Uh, they're, you know, torturing him in here. Mm-hmm. And Not yeah, dead, because I assumed he was dead. And I was like, really? You killed Christopher Robin at the beginning? I was like, it's like when Scream killed Drew Barrymore at the very beginning. I was relieved. I was like, okay, cool. We got Christopher Robin out of the way. We, we don't have to worry about anything, uh, you know, related to poo. We can just do a slasher. And then they're like, just kidding. Christopher Robin's here on a meat hook. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> so he's he yeah, Pooh walks in, he's very menacing, he's very big. He's got his flannel and big overalls on. He's got these gross like like f- fingers. Like it, you know, his hands are yellow <laughs> like his face, but they're not like human or bear enough. They're like almost like Megan's hands. Yeah, well, cuz they're just big like dish gloves they're like big awkward <laughs> like fumbly like poo bear hands uh which he which he does work with later in the movie i can't wait to talk about that one um but yeah so he there's you get like this like dazed like flashback to like young christopher robin giving like dandelions to poo like it's like you get poo's pov of when they were when they were little when he was a little mutant and and he was having fun back when the when dandelions grew in the hundred acre wood and him and Christopher Robin were best friends and then it like snaps back to him and he's like drooling honey out of his mouth like all it's over like the place staring into this dirty mirror and like <laughs> it's just fucking dripping with honey and drool it's very gross but it's kind of like a good good visuals um, yeah the visuals in this scene are the the lighting's cool it's got very it's like it it looks like saw if they tweaked the color palette from green to honey you know it's yeah, got you know kind of that's a very good point very yeah, good it's point. got that that dirty grimy like 2000s green movie vibes but just swap <laughs> the green out for the honey color um and yeah there, there is some cool stuff one one problem i have with this movie though is so much of it is there's not a lot of like pulled back shots i know it's very claustrophobic and not in a good way mm-hmm. um yeah i never know i never know where I, we've set, we've already touched on it like i never know where i am in the movie i don't understand the layout of the hundred acre woods because as far as i know there's nothing in it but there's also like a, a, a whole co- like village of like new age cottages but there's also like old abandoned like metal shops did winnie the pooh build these where are they in relation to each other? I know there's like the tunnel made out of like sticks that they travel through. Is that like, does that just lead everywhere? You know, and you, even when they do run around in this movie, it's the camera's like so right up on everybody's face all the time that like, you just never really know where you are. (laughs) We need a little bit more establishing going on, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure they did their best with what they had, like where they're, I'm sure they best, did their best given the locations they had to work with like to try and make some connect all of it you know but it just doesn't really work but uh Pooh snaps out of his uh like flashbacks and flashback he days. sees himself in the mirror and he's all like gross and he kind of like freaks out and he throws all this shit off a table and christopher robbins like begging for his life he's like please let me go let me go i'm just a british man i don't know what to do and uh, Pooh grabs 
this like braided rope off the wall. It's like it kind of looks like it could be Eeyore's actual tail. That's, you know, I've read online that that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I assumed when I first saw it, it looked a little too long to be Eeyore's tail because, but I'm coming long. from, you know, I, I'm coming from thinking of it in terms of like the, the clip on like stuffed animal tail that Eeyore has in the Disney version. But like if I, if I had, you know, if I tweak my thinking, I could see how that would, could be Eeyore's tail. Plus it sounds when, when Winnie the Pooh grabs the tail, I swear the movie put in like a donkey noise. <laughs> Like, I completely I, missed that, but that's fucking hilarious. And I was like, so that is yours, tell, because if I'm hearing a donkey noise, there'd be no reason for them to put it there unless they're trying to tell me that this is yours, tell. But I also thought it could be Christopher Robin's fiance's like scalp, but she had kind of short hair, didn't she? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that would be a I stretch. I don't think it was hers. Yeah. And not to derail us any farther, but. Why the fuck did they eat the donkey? Piglet is right there. He's a pig. Why would you eat the... Who the fuck is eating donkey meat? Because Pooh Bear's clearly the strongest of all of them. And Piglet's his main guy. There's no way he was letting them eat. He was the one who came up with the suggestion. He wasn't going to suggest, let's eat my best friend Piglet. Nobody likes Eeyore, and he was probably depressing everyone to begin with. So he's... I think it was for the benefit of the group, you know? Like... Get rid of the guy who's bumming everyone out. I think meat to meat, Owl would have probably voted for Piglet over Donkey. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, but we get who this gets weird final say. Passion of the Christopher <laughs> thing where Pooh Bear is flogging uh, Christopher Robin's back as he's suspended with Donkey's tail. We're just gonna we're gonna tail. we're gonna say it's Eeyore's tail. You know, we're, we'll correct f- correct us if we're wrong down the line. But that's what my head cannon says. It's his tail. Uh, but then we cut back to the house, and it's nighttime, and we have our our cam girl. She's yeah, cam hanging girl. out away from everybody else. She's hanging out in the hot tub out back. There's you know a little bit of like Christmas tree lights, and it's illuminated from the hot tub. <laughs> but it's it's so funny because this chick, this chick, everything she does in this movie, it, anytime you see her, it's like she's behaving like she's on cam. But she just isn't. Yeah. Like, 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 but everything she's doing is looks like a girl who's webcamming, like what what they would be doing. But she's just not. But she she's on her phone in the hot tub, and she's you know she's kind of feeling herself. She's like, oh look at these these titties pushed way up to my fucking chin in this bathing suit. <laughs> she is like, she's like, look at me. <laughs> so she pulls out her phone and she's taking a couple selfies, and she see or she hears like some rustling around the other side of the house and she gets a, I don't want to say freaked out but she gets suspicious. So she hops out and she's kind of she flips on a light and it kind of flickers and it doesn't really work all that well. So she's looking and she doesn't really see anyone but she's like, you know, fuck you if you're Maria's stalker, like go fuck yourself, get out of here. We'll call the cops. But, but then, then she like, doesn't she, hear anything, and then she goes, yeah. okay, guess my job's done. I'll get back in the hot tub. Which is fucking bonkers. Like, this girl <laughs> has an active stalker that, you know, granted, was arrested, but, like... Right. But and but you... But she clearly thinks it could be him. Why... If you think that a potentially dangerous stalker might be, you know, loitering around the area, it's pitch blackout, and you're, like, 
you're like a beacon of Christmas lights for anybody that wants to do you harm. Like, why would you stay in the hot tub? But she hops right back into the hot tub. Her back is to the direction that she was just like looking for someone. And the lights uh-huh. are flickering and she's just kind of chilling in the hot tub. And we see that Pooh and Piglet are slowly creeping up as the light flashes back on. And this was, I thought, a really good shot. I think uh, yeah, it, you, it works. You, yeah, you get the, it's a very classic sort of uh, uh, slasher setup where, you know, so she was taking selfies. Then she like looks at the selfie and sees something in the background of the selfie. And she zooms in and she sees that behind her there was, you know, the, the figures of Pooh and Piglet. It's very creepy. Um, you know, she gets it. She, they eventually sneak up on her and Piglet throws like a rag over her face and they chloroform her, which is like, where the fuck did they chloroform? But yeah, where did they learn about this? Where did they get it? This is where we needed boobs. This is the boobs we should have seen. Yeah. Cam girl. Thematically, boobs. it, it makes, makes way more sense for this character. She was just like being very, per, you know, vain and taking pictures of herself. And, you know, I say vain. It's totally normal to take fucking selfies of yourself in a hot tub. I'm talking about this within the context of a horror movie, especially this fucking dog shit tear slasher parody of <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. This girl yeah, yeah, no has her titties the out. Workers. She's in the pool. She, she's. <laughs> it, this is where we should have seen a struggle. The top comes off. And boobs. Yeah. I, even Tiff, who was in the theater, sitting next to me, was going, do you think we're going to see this girl's boobs? And then when we didn't, she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Just a poor poor choice and where to put, you know, put your creative effort. You know, it, it just, why waste the time making the shot that where Pooh rips off the girl's shirt in like one fell swipe? It's weird. Uh, and to just not have... Like, just delete that. Just get rid of that scene. If you're not going to have any boobs at all, it's fine. Like, I'm totally... leave her shirt on. (laughs) I don't need boobs. I don't need the boobs. But if you're going to do them, make it make sense. (laughs) And this is the hill we die on. This is the hill I die on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then, yeah, next scene, we... we, After she gets chloroformed, webcam cuts to her waking up like hogtied which i thought is funny because Pig yeah i was like oh hogtied and she gets she gets hogtied that's funny uh she's hogtied and in the middle of the road and piglet's strutting around with his sledgehammer that he really loves and he's just kind of like what he just like plays around with her for a little bit until it's revealed that <laughs> Pooh bear is behind the wheel of it was like a truck or a car or something. And Some you SUV get this. that they brought that they that uh, the yeah. girls drove in. It's like, where did you get the keys for this? Where did you learn? When to did you learn to drive? When did you? That's yeah. the flashback I needed to see. Don't show yeah, me Christopher see, Robin as a child picking daisies. Show me Christopher Robin see, as uh, a sixteen-year-old learning how to drive with Pooh Bear. Yeah, I want to see behind the mask the rise of Pooh Bear. I want to see how the behind the <laughs> scenes of how the how Pooh and Piglet get everything ready. But yeah, so Pooh's behind the wheel of this car and it's such a funny shot because you get this like real low angle like tilt up and you see just the silhouette of like the ears and the big head like with the light coming in from behind <laughs> the, the back windshield of the car. It's so funny because like, of how menacing it's supposed to look. But those fucking Pooh Bear ears. <laughs> I was like, I was like crying. I, it's so, so it's, it's so, so fucking funny. I, that and my this favorite is the part, part of the costume. Th- yeah, yeah. The like that stuff like that 
I needed more of in this movie. Like, more funny, but also good shots and creepy stuff. Show me the interior shot of the car where Pooh gets in and his he's so tall that his head gets smushed against the ceiling and his ears are oh bent down. God. Like, show me he's, that. He's like, huge. That's what Pooh needed. and Piglet are, are huge <laughs> in this movie. Piglet's got her hog tied and he's standing on her back, like, so she can't move. And she's got, like, a, a kind of something over her mouth. To like gag her, and Pooh starts rolling the car forward real slow, and she starts screaming. She eventually wrestles the gag off, but it's not not fast enough. She can't get out of there because Pooh fucking rolls right over her head, and we get a perfect like worm's eye shot <laughs> from the ground, and that car rolls over her head, and her eyeball pops out. And her head kind of like crushes down so a little good. bit and then totally splats like, oh, good practical effect. There is some digital in there, but there very, is digital blood good. in there. The, the But the other stuff is is pretty decent. I thought for sure we were just going to poo was just going to floor it and it was going to be one of those shots where it's like, you know, cuts back and forth to like the car coming at the camera and then a shot of like the girl's face as she screams and it was going to cut. Yes. And we were gonna be like, OK, he ran her over. But the fact that he not only like he, he just puts it in like drive and lets it go like he doesn't even he just <laughs> rolls over really. her neutral like, he, yeah he just neutrally rolls the car over her head it's the slowest like head crush like as the car is going just like ever so slowly and she's like screaming the whole time that like you said the eyeballs popping out and it's effectively very brutal it is it's good it's good the, the kills in this movie are good that that's that is a highlight Albeit there's the CGI blood that we don't like, they 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 still manage to pull off the kills well enough where I can appreciate those, you know. And sometimes that's all you need in a movie, a horror, horror movie. <laughs> this movie some, needed more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. I could have used way more kills. Like throw in a couple other nameless girls. Throw in a couple like loser dudes. I don't. I I also like. Yeah, I needed way more dudes getting killed in this movie. There's like way too many just women getting killed. Like it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I don't normally like mind that in a like. I kind of like the girl like, girl trip movies. Like you know, uh, uh, uh the Descent and, and you know other ones like that. Okay, all right. Those movies like at least the Descent has like something to say about like you know friendship and like it has like a. <laughs> and like relationships and stuff this movie doesn't have anything important to say so like having it be like an all-girl thing is kind of like meaningless uh, uh, the only reason i think all these girls are in this movie is because they're all just models that they had access to <laughs> like if you look at their imdb pages all of their like photos are just like modeling shots <laughs> Um, but yeah, I could use like throwing a couple like sweaty dudes or like a couple bros to to get like uh, murdered by Pooh would have been fun. We get some fucking bogans later on that really bite the dust. Yeah, but, like true. true. Oh yeah, we'll it's get very there. situational. Yeah, but I I, I could use like some some horny dudes with the group, you know, that like are like, oh my girlfriend wouldn't do me, so I'm gonna be mad and stomp around in the woods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those one of those guys. Get him in here. So she's getting run over and she's screaming blue bloody murder. And we finally cut to uh, Glasses and Maria who are at this like dock 
we didn't see them go to this dock. We have no idea how far away this dock is. We don't know why they're at this dock. There's nothing going on here. And they're like, oh my god, did you hear that scream? We better get back to the house. Right? You like... And, they, and it wasn't like they go like, oh, did I think that was someone screaming or they were like, did you hear that scream? It wasn't like a one and done quick scream like, oh, maybe it's somebody scared or maybe it was just like a funny thing. You know, it, like the girl was her head was exploding. She was screaming <laughs> so much that there was no like uh, yeah, it's it is very a- clear that something was desperately wrong with her. You should probably go help. Yeah, it, <laughs> but there's a danger like, oh, murder think, uh, scream. You it is not like a, I, oh, I got spooked once. But they go running okay. off. Uh, the the other couple, or excuse me, the couple, the actual couple, the two uh, the girls that are dating that are inside the house, kind of poke their head out of a door and they're like, oh, did you hear that? It sounded like so-and-so. Why was she yelling? What's going on? It's like, dude, someone just got fucking flattened in the driveway. You didn't hear that? Oh, well, that's the other funny thing is, so... The I think it's glasses and like Maria or or maybe I don't know maybe it's yeah it is glasses one and of the two Maria that were out of they the they like they like go they're in walking in the driveway and then they finally stumble across it's because it's such a weird scene again because we don't know where we are in this movie nothing makes any sense layout wise um, but like also it's just weird that there there's just this like drawn out shot of the two girls just kind of meandering until they eventually find. Uh, cam girl's body <laughs> and glasses has like one of the funniest reactions ever she just goes like what is that <laughs> and it's like, and well, it's like very clearly a woman <laughs> hogtied head exploded under a car tire it's like it's pretty self-explanatory and she delivers the line is delivered so flat it's it's like it's fucking hilarious and, and i mean no line is delivered with <gasps> what, what, what is like, that passion. what is that <laughs> Like it's such like, <laughs> like they, they, they it was it was definitely a one take thing. Might have even been done in um, <laughs> like uh, in Punch Up later. <laughs> uh, but uh, she goes inside. They they both run inside, and they they meet up with their other two friends in like the foyer of this kind of uh, Airbnb situation they're at. And there's these like big long glass uh like windows that are like <laughs> ceiling to floor length in, in the stairwell. And on the outside of the window, somebody has wrote or written "Get out in blood," and, and they're like, and Maria they're goes, like, "Whoever did that must have must have written the blood." And it's like, yeah, no the, fucking whoever shit. killed whoever killed Cam Girl must have written that. Who the fuck else would have done it? So they're all starting to freak out. They're like, "So uh, she says, Cam Girl." And she doesn't say Cam Girl, but she's like, "Cam Girl's dead." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> She might as well have said it. Uh, so they all start freaking out, and they're like, "We gotta get a weapon. We gotta find weapons. We got. We gotta. We gotta get. We gotta get weapons and call the police. And we gotta get the fuck out of here." So we then split up again. The uh, couple go into the kitchen and they find knives, and uh, glasses. And Maria are like. Oh my god, what are we gonna do? They kind of like break down in the stairwell without really making any headway. Uh, they start freaking out, and then the couple kind of start wandering through the house, kind of checking out the perimeter, and they move into the back part of the house where there's an indoor pool. 
Oh, uh, yeah, a really nice indoor pool. Like, did Pooh Bear build this? Who built this? Because this is, he he doesn't need to be killing, if he did this, he doesn't need to be killing people in the woods. He has a very, very productive career ahead of him. I, I don't if think, he that, can make I think pools this was like just this. a normal, a normal construction of ours. I don't think Pooh was involved. I just, I just want to know where we are. <laughs> I don't understand where this movie is taking place. So they wander into the back of the house and, uh, when do they split up? Because they the the two the Maria and Glasses split off, and I don't remember when that they why split or when off that then happens. exactly then. So like the the oh. couple goes into the kitchen, and Maria starts having a breakdown in the uh, the stairwell with glasses. So right, because she still thinks at this point that it could be her stalker. Yeah, and so the couple goes out into the back by the pool. Oh, wait, well, also, before before we go any further, so the two, the lesbian couple, earlier, a little bit earlier in the movie, they had a, like, solo, you know, scene together where they, like, the one girlfriend, <coughs> the, the, uh, the more emotionally available one has, like, done a little romantic <laughs> setup where she's, like, sprinkled, a, a, like, flat rose, rose petals. petals into, like, a heart on the bed, and she's like, well, what do you think, other lesbian less emotionally available than me and that the other one is like this is moving a bit too fast and i'm like really like first of all i thought you guys moved super fast like all the time um but also <laughs> like what's moving too fast like just like just fuck on the bed or something but then later like 10 maybe 10 minutes later they go into this pool room and before piglet busts in the 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 one lesbian girl is like never mind i love you like the, it, there's like yeah. the conflict is immediately <laughs> like, resolved i'm sorry about earlier i love you now <laughs> yeah now i love you i just remembered i got a little scared but but then i got more scared about something else and i realized i love you uh and then piglet busts in and knocks one girl out like just i think just like <laughs> bops her right in the head and she passes yeah, he, out he fucking bricks her with the sledgehammer so she's passed out <clears throat> on the pool deck itself yeah it's like an indoor pool yeah uh it's got it's actually really cool uh all the shots in the pool area are very fun the other the, so then the other still awake uh girl falls or jumps into the pool and <laughs> she, she like trips <laughs> into the pool <clears throat> Right. And it's funny. We get this little like scene here now of Piglet has this big, these huge chains that he's like uh, got around his neck that he uses to like, I guess, whip people with. And he tries to like, he clearly like doesn't want to get his boots wet or something because he tries to like fish her out of the of the pool by like throwing the chain at her and trying to like drag her in. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's just totally just not get the working pants at all. Wet, all right? She's just flailing around. <laughs> It's so it's such a weird choice to have him try and fail at something and mm -hmm. while this girl is still screaming and flailing in the pool and he's like, How do I get this girl out of here? Let me try to get the chain. He's like, Do we have a skimmer anywhere in here? You know? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> uh, but then he just gives up and he's he's like, Fuck it, I'll just get in the pool. He get well, he gets bored and he walks <clears throat> over to the passed out girl and he's he's dragging his sledge sledgehammer up. And the girl in the pool is trying to distract him. She's like, no, like, leave her alone. Come after me. I'm the one you want. Come get me. Come get me. And he kind of, like, picks up his sledge. And he's like, eh, yeah, you're right. I am going to come get you. So then he decides to wade into the pool. And we have this really nice shot of, like, 
it's kind of like her flailing in the very foreground and it's like him holding the sledge like way up out of the water and he's slowly drudging through yeah just like the merciless advance on her yeah it's it's good it's very scary and the it, you cut into like back and forth to like some of the underwater shots of them like flailing it's really cool uh it felt very uh not from this movie like this is probably the best sequence of the movie i think um like it's kill definitely wise. the mo- the most uh i think it felt very well, artsy yeah yeah it felt like it was a good movie in this scene yeah exactly yeah like this just this one this one part of this scene uh it, it felt like somebody else took the horror reins for a second and was like here's how we paint it murder scene Uh, it it was really it was very impressive visually um even the cgi blood so like he piglet like backs her up against the the far end of the pool and you just get this cool shot of like straight on you see like you know piglet like raises the sledgehammer and then you like see her just in front of him and he like brings the sledgehammer like like horizontally across and you see as it like hits her you get this cool like stream of like blood that just like rockets out the side where the sledgehammer hit her it's just like oh yeah he fucking it, it's, you just girl. get some like you get some really cool like it, it, this is back into art arts and design but you get like really cool like you know perpendicular like lines to this scene where it's like very like up and down it's just like i don't know it just looks really good this whole well composed shot is good yeah, and then we don't really get any more, but at least we got this one. Uh, but then we we cut from the pool back to Glasses and Maria, who are having a mental breakdown in the <laughs> stairs, and she yeah. all of a sudden remembers, like, oh my goodness, Glasses, I have a gun. We gotta go get the gun. And she's like, what? Oh my god, you have a gun? How, how do you she's forget? like, yes, I forgot. I have a gun upstairs. And then they go upstairs, and this she's Maria, rummaging. Right? Like, we're yeah, supposed Maria. to assume she bought this gun because of her stalker problem. Yes. Uh, it, it, this gun. This is something you. But this is see. This is something like you bring up. Yeah. When she was. Yes. Unpacking. Exactly. Or when she's. Or when she's with the therapist. Like that. You can have the therapist bring it up. Like. You know. I know you said have you bought her, a gun. <laughs> or have her say like I bought a gun. You know because I'm so scared of him. You know. Yes, and then the therapist yes. that, be that like, well, the perfect timing. And then you have the therapist be like, well, you, you, violence isn't the answer. You'll never need to use that. And then you have her use it to kill the... But the, the gun doesn't even get used for anything. Before we even get that far, she goes upstairs and rummages through, finally finds the gun, and it is the most cartoonishly large revolver <laughs> I have ever fucking seen in a movie. It looks like some shit out of John Wick. Yeah, it's like, it's like creeping up on Desert Eagle territory. Like, this gun is huge fucking the enormous. fact that she's carrying around with this thing like carrying around this thing in her purse all the time a- absolutely wild it, it's it's a, a more of a shame that it doesn't get used like does the does the gun even get fired in this movie it gets it gets fired farther along in the third act but it, it not to very good effect yeah, um yeah so two girls get the gun they start to head downstairs they're like well they start to head towards the stairs and they see Pooh walking around outside through the window. So they stop and they, they get freaked out and they, they kind of wait till he passes. And they're like, what, who is that? What is that? That didn't look like a normal person. Um, <laughs> and then they, they kind of wait 
and they wait it out, and they hear their friend getting attacked in the pool, and then silence, and then we get a shot of uh, Piglet has the passed out girl that he knocked in the head in the first place, and uh, they are outside the house. Pooh and Piglet are leaving with this girl over Piglet's shoulder. Yes. And then after that is when we cut to her, like, what what do they have her on? Some sort of apparatus? So they make it back to the camp, and the girls are hot on their trail. They're kind of hiding behind some bullshit, and uh, you see Pooh and Piglet are walking around the camp. They head towards some building, and we cut inside to where she is tied down by all four limbs, like, stretched out on this, like, plank, and Pooh is in the mid-ground, and he is just fucking shoving honey, like, gobs of fucking (laughs) runny (laughs) honey into his mouth. Yeah, just put on, like, just another smackerel. (laughs) And she has some weird... Like, the rope situation doesn't make any sense because she's, like, tied around the waist, too, and then that rope goes, like, all the way up to the ceiling. But I'm like, what the fuck is your plan here? Like, what what kind of weird yeah, shibari shit are we getting into? Oh, my God. Ooh. Where did they... See, What they've learned... They know too much about too much. There's no way that he could, you know, have all this engineering knowledge, but then, like, Piglet's really... You think Piglet's the one who's into the, the rope play? Yeah, that seems. He's always walking around with the chains, you know. That seems like yeah, that definitely seems like a piglet thing. He's like the sub, I would imagine. (laughs) Definitely. You don't Um, you don't get called piglet your whole life and and turn out normal. (laughs) No, piglet is not a dom name. (laughs) Um, we uh, then like uh, Pooh Bear gets done. Dude, and the shot of him like shoving the honey in the mouth in his mouth, like the mask looks so good here. And again, the the just Pooh's just dripping honey this whole rest of this movie. Oh, <laughs> did we mention earlier in the Christopher Robin scene that Pooh like shed a single honey tear? <laughs> like he was like he's like I have to kill Christopher. I have to beat my old friend Christopher Robin. <laughs> And then there's just a shot of like one tear coming down, but it's clearly the honey that is all over the rest of him. Um, and but yeah, so Pooh gets done shoving honey in his gob, and he walks over, and you get this really cool shot. Like it's a profile shot of the the girl who's tied and bound, like on the ground, and Pooh like str- like. Str- gets leans right over top of her and gets like face to face but like upside like spider-man kissing her you know and (laughs) uh and just honey is dripping all over and it's just i i like how goopy this movie gets i i i I wish they just doubled down on the goop i don't know man this is a very goopy scene oh it could be way goopier come on man you've seen a cronenberg film you're right you're not wrong everything can be goopier and then this is when he does my fate possibly my favorite like (laughs) slasher move of all time where and he does it multiple times in this movie where he he doesn't have claws he doesn't have bear claws they're not razor sharp talons or anything he just has big mitts and he kills this girl he just kills this girl by going open ham like just like he just baps her with his open hand and he kills so many people in this movie that he doesn't kill her she she survives this 
No, but he smacks the shit out of her like quite a few times and knocks her out. Well, he straight up kills people with the open hand strike later in the movie. And I just love that that's no weapon for Pooh. He just goes, meh. Smack. (laughs) It's very authoritative. Piglet likes the sledgehammer. Pooh likes to do it with his hands. And he actually baps her a bunch of times. You get like a... uh, um, Like a cast shadow. Yeah, cast shadow of him like going like, bah, bah, bah. But uh, where do we go after after that? I forget where the so plot leads. So he here. he kind of beats the shit out of her and then gets bored and he leaves and uh, they go and they untie her. They uh, oh, glasses right, the two and glasses Maria and show Maria. up with gun in hand and they untie her and they're like, "Quick, we gotta get you out of here. This is fucking weird. We don't know what's going on." Uh, <laughs> so they end up finding uh, Christopher Robin in the tool shed or wherever the fuck he is and they take him off the hooks and he's like you gotta go you gotta get out of here you gotta you gotta save yourself he's got somebody else tied up over there you gotta go i'll i'll be right behind you so they they take him up off the meat hook and untie him it takes three of them to fumbly you know untie (laughs) right like the the whole The whole cast of this movie is in this cluster trying to lift Christopher Robin off of this meat hook. Uh, <clears> and they eventually they- get him down. But then now that they've rescued him, they hear like, don't they hear like another cry from some other new character? And then they're like, oh, well, I guess let's go rescue this person, too. And it's just exactly. like such an awkward way to pace the movie because like they they hear Christopher Robin. They're like, oh, we have to go save him. And they go and find him. And then they find him and save him. And then they hear somebody else, like, oh, we have to go find her and save her. You know, it's, like, so awkward. They come across this woman who, we have no idea who this lady is. I don't know if this is the lady from the garage. (laughs) I'm telling you it is. It is the lady that Maria bumps into who has maybe, like, one line when she bumps into her in the garage earlier in the movie. It has to be her. It just doesn't make any sense. We don't see her get kidnapped. We don't see her like leaving the garage at all. It, it just doesn't. It, it no logical leap gets me from okay, that's the lady from the garage. Well, the logical leap is we've seen she's the old a person we've seen in this movie. You know, like she's in <laughs> she's in the hundred acre wood earlier in the movie. Because otherwise, like this is just a completely un- running long jump. Well, otherwise, it's just poor storytelling and we're just introducing a completely random character who like tries to like steal final girl like slot <laughs> like by af- two minutes after she shows up so they untie her her face is all fucked up it looks like she's been yeah. attacked by bees or some shit her face is like super swollen she's covered in blood she's wearing like rags and they untie I think her. It's the, I think the rags are the like nice like cashmere sweaters she was wearing when she was in the garage. Ugh. I'm telling you, there's man, I'll got, die. There's got to be like a scene where she gets kidnapped somewhere. There's there's got to be uh, somewhere on the cutting room floor. There's an essential scene. We'll wait for the director's cut. Oh, the director's cut. Jesus Christ. Um. So she realizes. Like, she comes across a window and sees her own face, and she, like, has a complete emotional breakdown. She snaps. She grabs the gun, and she's like, we're not getting out of here. I'm fucking ending this tonight. I'm killing these sick motherfuckers for what they did to me. They ruined my face, and I'm going to fucking kill them. 
<laughs> so she runs out into the middle of their campsite and she's screaming at the top of her lungs, just like fucking screaming. And then Piglet shows up with his fucking chains. And so it becomes this like weird rotating standoff where there's a fire pit in the middle and she's got the gun and she's rotating around the fire talking shit to Piglet and Piglet's got his chains and he's rotating the opposite direction. He's like, all right. (laughs) She pulls the gun up, goes to shoot at Piglet and nothing happens. The gun just like doesn't go it, like off. jams. Yeah, <laughs> it which it's, maybe the safety's it's a revolver. on. It shouldn't jam. That's not how those work. <laughs> um, so the gun doesn't go off, and she starts like getting scared, and she starts backing away. And who does she back into? But Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh fucking smacks the shit out of her, grabs her by the neck, and pushes her down onto the ground. Yeah, he does another one of his one of his open open bear palms on her. It's just pimp slapping chicks across this movie. Everybody, he doesn't uh, discriminate genders. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, he'll, he'll, he'll bear he'll bear he'll bear slap anybody. Um, so he pushes her down onto the ground, and but like, see, pours- this, this is another. This scene is a pr- another problem for me because, again, like, why are we having this dramatic face-off with this random girl we met 30 seconds ago who now has the gun that is the, supposed to belong to, like, who should be our final girl, right? <laughs> like, They just why needed wouldn't to take the ha- gun away. That's all they needed to do. Yeah, but there's so many other ways to do it. Like, mm-hmm. why introduce this character? It doesn't make any sense. Like, like take her away. Give, give Maria, like, some lines that mean anything like i don't know try to make a movie please just like it's come on <laughs> he he he's got her on the floor you're 100 yeah. percent right by the way 100 percent right what? um but he's she, he's oh, got oh, her God, on the floor <laughs> and he pours honey all over her face and then the bees come and then he summons the bees he summons the <laughs> wicker bees. man style yes and the bees come and descend upon her and that's it for her this this character who we barely knew is already gone. So yep, that's it. At least she's we done. didn't spend any more time with her. Yeah, didn't she's in and out. So they get freaked out and they take off into Understandably. the Understandably, and Glasses and Marina are running because Glasses is freaked the fuck out. They're like, "Oh shit! Now we don't have a gun. We're fucked. We gotta get out of here." Glasses takes off. Marina goes off right after. Oh, her. and and uh, and the final. Uh, uh, lesbian girl is also nope. with them the emotionally right? available lesbian girl stays she stays behind and oh, she finds right. the sledgehammer and she creeps up on piglet and she fucking clocks piglet right yeah Pooga is chasing after the two our two girls uh, uh glasses and maria uh yeah and we get we cut back after that to uh, so uh emotionally available lesbian is has tied up piglet by his chains and his ropes and she's like smacking him around and she's like you should know how tough these chains are she's like smack talking him you know she's getting up in his pig face this one's Uh, for my girlfriend and this one is for that other girl and this one is for me (laughs) it's uh, this is like the clearest shot of piglet you get the whole movie too you get to see his face like the mask like lit up pretty well and again Mm -hmm. it's good but it just like it's a little too generic for my for my liking but she pummels him with the uh the sledgehammer and he lets out one little pig scream and Pooh hears it 
Pooh immediately yeah, stops chasing like, the other girls and fucking teleports back to the campsite. Dude, he gets back so fast. But the uh, the girl with the sledgehammer turns around and Pooh grabs her by the throat and picks her up and just fucking pins her against this wooden structure and just slow shoves a machete into her mouth through the back of her head and pins her to the tree Mike Myers style. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say Mike Myers style. I'm sure Jason's done it also. Um, yeah. A bit, you know, I, I said it when we were watching the movie, I probably not on purpose, but kind of a, you know, phallic way for, for the lesbian to, to die in this movie. You know, he yeah, could have the observation stuck was not her in the chest, you know, like he could have put it anywhere. It is pretty brutal and it is, it is, there is a little bit of digital blood again, but it is, you know, from a distance, the way it's lit, it, it looks pretty brutal. Pretty good looking. It looks pretty, yeah, pretty good death, uh, all things considered. Uh, and then cut back to our two girls sprinting through the through the night. Is this where they run through the woods and encounter the car driving down the road? Yes. They come across a dirt road. <laughs> you get a really funny, like, uh, like low angle shot, like, of Pooh Bear like sprinting through the woods and he's just like uh got like some uplighting on him and he's just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's he's like very he's got his GoPro running in the set up but they they come across the dirt road and we see a truck flying down the dirt road towards them they flag down the truck and who pops out Logan the Bunch guy from the gas guys. station yeah <laughs> the only American in the movie yeah but it's like this like it, it's like this weird like. British hillbilly gang roaming around with their leader, the guy from <laughs> from Indiana. This might be an Australian term, but I'm pretty sure they call their hillbillies bogans. Uh, that sounds super Australian. <laughs> I feel like I've heard it used in the UK too, but I Maybe. could be wrong. There's a guy who looks like he's like stepped out of a crocodile Dundee set. He's in here. <laughs> But there's like what? There's four or five of these guys in the truck. Yeah. They must have been coming back from some sort of Grateful Dead cover band show. Yeah, like what were um, they doing in the woods? What? That's why I I want who? What goes on in these woods? Who stays there? Like where where what is happening in it? Um, but they all like the two girls are like screaming. They're like, "What are you talking about? Like, you guys are sounding crazy. You got to calm down." <laughs> yeah, and not once does like, it. Pooh, we need a Pooh. He's in the woods and he's killed our friends. We need like, a Pooh Bear. What? Pooh Bear. It's Piglet and Pooh Bear. <laughs> They're like, they're like, you guys are doing crazy talk. Are you on drugs? But it's funny because we spend like, you know, no time in the like disbelief portion of their exchange because like immediately Pooh Bear shows up just smack in the middle of the road, just like ready, ready to duke it out with these guys. Yeah. And the one guy's like, Logan, what the fuck is that thing? And they're all like, whoa. He's seriously, he's like squared up. His like legs are spread. He's like ready. He's in a fighting stance. You know, he just lost Piglet. Uh, He just lost his his beautiful little Piglet. He's fucking infuriated. You're right. He's He's in rage mode. He's cocaine bear right now. (laughs) (laughs) So they all grab cross promotion. Oh man. They missed out. They sure did. Uh, and this is grab- like when it's like the scene is just like the scene from, like I said, the uh, the end of Halloween Kills, because all these guys grab their just weapons that they had, I guess, in the back of the pickup truck. We got um, crowbars, clubs, a uh, bottle, baseball bats, something. bottles. Uh, and these guys all like, you know, circle up around Pooh Bear. 
one dude, the 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 main guy, he like hits him with a crowbar, and Pooh like barely reacts, and then they just all go to town on him. It's pretty brutal. I mean, it's a good. There's some good uh, sound uh, design here, like really good <laughs> thwacking effects. Yeah. You know, crowbar smashing into Pooh's face. Yeah, it feels. You know, it a, feels a hammer pretty... and a bat hitting him in the legs. Yeah, it feels the pretty solid. Over the head. Yeah, I, I like I like this scene a lot. Although when so like you get like it's pretty long, uh pretty drawn out. He, they get a lot of good wax in on Pooh Bear. And then eventually one guy like hits Pooh in the back of the head with a bottle, and he just kind of like half bends over. <laughs> like he's been like he's a robot who's been turned off, you know? <laughs> like he just goes, Boo! But then he like powers back on and goes, Boop! and then and then he just like kills the fuck out of all these guys. The girls are in the car. They're watching him. They're trying to find the keys the whole time. They're trying to start the car and they're seeing him get, you know, beaten up by these fucking randos. And then once Pooh Bear boots back up, he turns to the one guy and raises his hand up and smacks this guy so hard across the face that it peels the skin straight off his face. Yeah, it's like, oh, and you get, it's, the shot is actually really good where he does it because Pooh's like so much bigger than this guy. And so you see this guy at the bottom of the screen looking up and Pooh Bear, the, the, the like mask like emotes really well. It does like a little like grim, grim smile and like the ears twitch and he raises his hand and goes, Bleh! and you're right. It like, he like smacks this guy, half of this guy's face off. It just in one blow. <laughs> And it looks really good. I don't know if it's it or practical, but it looks good. It you know you get to see all the fucking meat underneath. And yeah, it's bleeding. it's solid. He runs up and he smears his face up against the window of the car as the two girls are screaming. Pooh Bear like grabs some other guy by the wrist and Bear smacks the hand right off of the wrist. He karate uh, chops he, this dude's hand off. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, then he awesome. stomps a guy's head like into <laughs> like Juice. chunks with his. Yeah. Uh, with his boot, and all all the guy, all of them are dead. In and out again. Anybody who comes into this movie, they're out really quick. If <laughs> if you didn't start in the original girl group, and you get introduced, you're out immediately, <laughs> as quickly yeah, you as you came in. You don't get a long lifespan. Uh, no, no, no. So the girls are. They get the car started up, and Pooh is menacingly just trotting along down the dirt path towards them, and they're like, "Fuck it, punch it. We're gonna run him over." They hit him. He goes down under the hood, and they're looking around. They're like, I don't see him. I don't see him. Where'd he go? We can't see him. And they're flying down this dirt road. And then this, like, apparently, infinitely long, completely straight road. (laughs) (laughs) Because Pooh spends, this is such a drawn out scene. Like, Pooh is climbing up from underneath to the back of this car to up top. It takes so long. (laughs) And they're just driving completely straight the whole time. And screaming. And screaming like they're, they're I don't even think one of them is touching the wheel. <laughs> well, we have glasses in the passenger seat um, and they they're driving and Pooh is like up on top of the the top, like the roof of the truck. And he's, he's like trying Tom to Cruise smash doing down. his own stunts. He is. <laughs> he's trying to smash down on the th- front side of the windshield and uh, which to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, you just smacked a man's face off, but you can't break the windshield with your hands? Right? Like, yeah, variable power level on Pooh Bear. Well, he did get run over, you know. Maybe he's feeling a little winded. He sprained his wrist. Yeah. Um, oh, poor, poor Pooh Bear. Oh. So, 
they're going down this dirt road and we get it's all in profile and all of a sudden they crash cut to black we fade out from back black and uh they don't even crash they like just like slam on the brakes and poof flies over the front but i guess they did crash it's weird uh but yeah because we wake up late a second later and like what's her face maria's all bloody right and yeah she's got her face like pretty much bent over the steering wheel uh i think the airbag went off so she's she's either way she she hit something and she's kind of dazed and she's trying to come out of her daze and she's looking around and she sees that glasses gets ripped out of this the the passenger seat and she's still like kind of fading in and out and it's hard to see what's happening and then as she comes to she looks out through the windshield and she sees that Pooh is holding glasses's head completely decapitated off her body severed head yeah and it's super CG. It's such a CG head. It's crazy. It looks good. I think it looks fucking terrible. Pooh Bear looks good though. He get he does another really creepy grin. Um, that that reads really well. He's he it really is like uh, surprisingly good and scary. He wanders back to the car and uh, he starts you know pulling her out and he's got her out in front of the grill of the car now. Yeah, you, you get a cool shot where he, like, throws the head at the um, the, the windshield, windshield of the car, and the windshield gets, like, covered in, like, gore, and he slowly starts walking towards her, but and then, like, the, the windshield wipers go off, so, like, it's, like, smearing blood around, and every time the windshield wipers, like, pass, like, you see Pooh's form, like, get closer and closer. closer. It's actually pretty, Little it's closer. really creepy. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and then he drags Maria out of the car. Because he finally gets there and she can't do anything about it. Uh, and then right as he's about to kill her, who else but Christopher Robin, who I guess found another car that, and, and hotwired that car? Or is it his car? I don't know. <laughs> he comes driving in into the scene and smashes into Pooh and pins Pooh between the two cars that we've been dealing with. Uh, and it, Pooh, Pooh's out of commission for a little bit. So Pooh's bent over the hood of Christopher Robin's car, pinned against the other car. Uh, like, Christopher uh, Robin's like kind of dazed. Like what's her name in Barbarian? Like the mother. Like the mother, yeah. Yeah, when she gets uh, pinned, you you can never, if you've got a big monster you're dealing with and you smash it with a car and pin it to something, that's not enough. It's never enough. Honestly, don't even bother. Just r- drive the car away because you're going to ruin the car. You're not going to kill the thing. And then somebody else is going to end up dead. And you're going to yep. get a big old boo-boo on your forehead. Big old boo-boo. Always. They always hit their foreheads even when they know that they're about to crash. You'd think they'd have, I don't know, <laughs> be, be more prepared for this. But uh, so, so who's out? Robin, Christopher Robin gets out of the car, right? Yep. Um, he works his way around walks, to Maria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's he not helps, looking too hot. Not looking good. Uh, he helps her up. And they're kind of, like, starting to limp away. And Pooh wakes up. He pushes the cars apart. And he 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 just, like, grabs Marina, right? Like, off of, like, out of Christopher's arms. Yeah, like, he pushes the two cars apart, just grabs Maria, and, um, like, dra- drags her away from Christopher Robin. And... 
Um, there's like an explosion. Uh, the cars like explode in the background as he's like grabbing her. <laughs> uh, like, well, they crash. Like, so now they have to style. light on fire. You know, that's yeah, of just course. how when cars, cars crash. They crash they and they explode. always light well, on fire. Well, this is the UK. We don't, you know, they might have different <laughs> standards. I'm not sure. Uh, the cars might work different there. Um, but yeah, so Pooh Bear drags her away and Christopher Robin's like begging, begging him not to kill this girl that he just met 20 minutes ago and doesn't know. Like he's like, he is acting so upset. It, it's like, it's probably the best acting of this movie done by like a person not in a Pooh Bear costume. True, um, true. And, and it, like the, he's putting so much emotion into this when their characters don't know each other. He wasn't even this upset when his wife died. Not even by a fraction. <laughs> like, it, he's only this upset because, like, they want us to be upset that our main character is in danger. I think the only reasonable excuse is that he's upset that his friend is killing people. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but, like, your but, crossbred bear friend is long gone, my guy. Yeah, yeah. And also, there's just not enough interaction between the two of them. See, if they could have had Pooh Bear talk just not in the Disney Pooh Bear voice, it would have been fine. He still would have been British, you know? So, like, you still would have had, like, something that people would... It wouldn't be a, you know, it wouldn't be theft from Disney, but people would still be like, I get it, that's Pooh Bear. Um, and you could have had them talk to each other, like, give him something to say. I don't know. Yeah, we needed... We, there was a lot of flashbacks that showed, like, their, you know, positive uh, relationship, but we needed a little bit more tenderness at some point yeah. between the two of them. But, yeah, so he's begging begging and begging Pooh Bear uh, not to not to do anything. Uh, and then... But then Pooh Bear just looks at Christopher Robin and goes... This is the only time he talks in the movie, I think. Yes, <clears> only words. And, and he... And it's barely legible, like what he said, but he goes, you left. And then he just slits Maria's throat and tosses her at Christopher Robin, who like hugs her as she has this like long drawn out death scene. Usually in movies, when someone gets a throat slit, they're just dead instantly. No, she's coughing the, up this blood. One takes, she's yeah, bleeding all over they, the place. They, it's they draw brutal. it out, which I really, which I really liked. Uh, and then... Pooh Bear just stands over them as Christopher Robin like cries and uh, watches this chick bite it. And then the movie fucking ends. The movie yeah, just Christopher Robin ends out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Robin sprints away into the woods. Pooh Bear just stabs away at Maria's already dead body. Cut to credits. The end of the movie. It just ends like like they ran out of money and had to immediately stop <laughs> it's it's one of the most like dramatic like sudden endings in a movie i've ever seen like i said up top i thought this movie had another 20 minutes and then the credits start rolling and i was like wait what the fuck it's wild it's it's absolutely wild to to, to end it right there i guess good i'm glad christopher robin survived in this I mean, he has to because at the movie? end of the credit scroll, we get a static, you know, sentence <clears throat> where it says, "Winnie the Pooh will return." Well, yeah, but that's promising us our sequel, and it's but like Christopher Robin could have died, and Pooh yeah. could still come back. Oh yeah. Now, here's the thing: I, I had like you know lots of feelings about this movie. Um, obviously, I already you know weighed in earlier in the episode. Worth a watch. 
But I think you could they could have done so much more with these characters. I mean, obviously they could have. They did nothing with these characters. But like one thing I thought of would have, that would have been interesting, right? Like so nothing in this movie ties together at all. Like we have this whole thing with Maria and this like weird stalker like in this trauma that she's trying to get over. She doesn't ever get like a moment where she's like I'm not afraid anymore and she th- like that gun like standoff moment around the fire that that random girl has. That could have been Maria's like I'm going to stand up and and fight and not be afraid anymore. But instead she just remains afraid the whole movie. And for good reason, and she doesn't grow, Even, and nothing happens. Honestly, to her. <laughs> she can have that revelation, that character growth, and still get killed, and it, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. bother me in the slightest. But it would have been better. But at least she would have better had than this character rando. growth. Yeah, and she would have had character growth. It's okay to have your character grow and then still bite it. Um, but like, if it were me writing it, I would have like, because like, who do we give a shit about? Christopher Robin? No, nobody's here for him, right? We're here for he's, Pooh. He's got to be such a huge I, part of the next movie. He, if it were me, I was doing a you know screenplay, uh, you know, uh, given the bones of this movie. What, what I would have changed was like had like them focus more on this like you know past trauma that Maria had. Had Christopher Robin doing his own thing the whole time and not be captured, you know, and then eventually we find out. That Christopher Robin was the creepy stalker dude. Ooh. And and she gets to like and then we can like once like you have this big turn, then suddenly he becomes the villain. And maybe we even get like a mother kind of like a barbarian mother sort of like, you know, Pooh Bear ends up helping Maria murder Christopher Robin, you know? And then like it's fun and I don't know. It seems like it would have been a more interesting story. Because right now, nothing, it, <laughs> there is no story. No, it's just all over the fucking place. And honestly, what we needed is more character interaction between Pooh and Piglet. Something to show that they're, like, on a more, like, they're just these hulking monsters in this movie. They don't mm-hmm. have any, like, character play between the two of them. There seems to be no, like, character dynamic between the two of them other than their hulking monsters in the woods. And, like, I get right. it. They've returned to their feral instincts. But I don't know how many feral instincts involve putting on human clothes and boots and tying your shoes in the morning. Now, like, see, I, it, well, that's <clears throat> that's the thing. I, 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 You could have Piglet say nothing. Piglet can be feral. You know what? Bring in a third guy. Have Rabbit or Owl. Have them all be feral. Let we, Give Winnie the Pooh. Just like this very nice Englishman accent. Have him say creepy things the whole movie. Like have him have, well, when he has Christopher Robin all tied up, like have him giant like <laughs> hillbilly monster Pooh Bear speaking with a creepy like high-pitched British accent, like whipping the shit out of Christopher Robin would have been great. Just give give me some interaction between the two. They both act as if neither one of them are there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't communicate to each other. They don't, like, they barely even touch each other. The only time that they're doing anything where both of them are involved is where they pick up the cam girl. Each one of them picks up an arm and a leg and they drag her out. Like, yeah. other than that, that's the only really... bit of teamwork. Yeah. Like, yeah, some team kills would have been fun, you know? Yeah. Like, I, what I mean, can they, they do kind together of do with their team hillbilly kill strength? Her in the in in the car when they run her over because piglet holds her down i guess but still there's yeah. no communication Do more of that, show me some sort of physical communication <laughs> between the two of them 
that's what I'm saying. You like if you want to have the hulking, you know, voiceless monstrosity, that's what Piglet's for. He gets the sledgehammer. He's brutal. Let Pooh Bear be a little more like give him some fucking uh, like uh, Hannibal vibes. Give yeah. him some charm. Like let him be let him be Pooh Bear Hannibal. Like wh- that would be awesome. I would have loved to hear him. And know, honestly, that's the kind anything. of stuff that would bridge the gap between this and the mean one. Because you know you have characters. Does he not that speak in the mean some- one? He does not speak. The Grinch doesn't speak in that one. He does not speak, but his entire performance is like the Grinch cartoon. He's like running around on his fingers and his toes at the same time. He's mm-hmm. like, he's got you personality. Know, yeah, he he's like, he has a personality. These two have no personality. And it's like, I, <laughs> again, I understand you're trying to make them like, you know, Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers, like yeah. scary and slashery, but like, they're just like drones. Yeah, it's, it's just... I can understand the draw on why you would want to make a character like that, but it's just we already have the best version of that, and you're not going to make a better one. So you got to do something different. And just having them dressed as Pooh and Piglet is is not enough. No. Yeah. There's like also it would be cool if we had some more like throw in some like supernatural elements or something like Pooh. Like why are Pooh and Piglet these? Like why do these hybrid creatures exist? Pooh's always dripping honey. It would be cool if they like killed Pooh and then he like like reforms out of one of his jars of honey and he's like starts as like a glob of honey and then rematerializes, you know, well, and we're, becomes We're getting real supernatural with that. How how but how cool would that be? Like, you know, I, I like, mean it definitely in, be um, something to look at. Yeah. He's already like he's controls bees, just have him control more bees in the, I mean I mean maybe the second movie he will, you know. Maybe there'll be bees all over the place in that movie. Oh, we forgot when he was fighting those those uh, hillbilly guys. He does sick the bees. On yeah, one he of summons them, the and bees. That's pretty fucking cool. He like just waves his hand out of the woods, and the bees just fucking mutilate this guy. Honey in my eyes, honey <laughs> in my eyes, the bees. <laughs> you know what? I always quote that from the Wicker Man, the Nicolas Cage one, but it's not even from that movie it's from like a voiced over youtube video we watched in school that we thought was really funny <laughs> so i'm quoting like just not a not even real thing but it's so funny to me that i say it all the time. <laughs> a reference uh, of a parody of a different reference yeah yeah getting exactly deep. getting deep into it's, the rabbit it's hole it's real that one. deep but uh but yeah i don't know i had just like after watching it, I just had so many ideas where I was like, oh, it would have been so much cooler if they went like this direction with it. So I'm actually looking forward to the second one because I'm thinking, you know, double the budget. Uh, this guy could do a lot more, you know, with. I hope he like takes all of the criticism from this movie and, you know, maybe not. I hope he doesn't like overcorrect, but I hope he like takes some things and goes like, maybe I'll find <laughs> somebody to help me write this so that the dialogue isn't so shitty. Maybe I can actually yeah. hire some good actors, you yeah. know, like I hope he gets a co-writer for this. Next Honestly, I, I don't even think that the writing is the entire mm. problem. I think if they delivered the lines and acted a little bit better, I, I think it would have been a little bit more passable. It wouldn't have been great and it wouldn't have been a hundred percent cohesive, but well, it definitely it would have to... sold it a lot better. Yeah. Well, I agree. The actors are, they're just not, doing it and i don't know if that's a direction thing i've never seen any of these people in any other movie i don't know if they've been in other movies you, you know, know who's been in a so bunch I, of movies I, I, 
the gas station guy logan he's been in a whole yeah, bunch he of has different actually i did i did look that one up um but I'm not even saying just for writing like the dialogue. I'm saying the writing, like the whole plot. The, the yeah. plot, not, not every he like the, just stuff happens with no meaning. It's just yeah, it's just a, a, a writer stumbling on how to get characters from point A to point B with no idea on how to do it. Like the whole time, like threads get dangled and like Chekhov's guns and Occam's razors and all the other. Guys' instruments are all over the place, and nothing gets Guys resolved by anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's people leaving their stuff all over this movie, and none of it's being used correctly. <clears throat> but yeah, so I hope they get a co-writer for this la- this next one. And did we talk about how there's also a- <laughs> we talked about how there's a Bambi one yes, coming yes, out? We got that up top, but yeah. And so <sighs> I, you know, for all of these ones, I I, I hope we can get. Uh, all the buzz that was created from this movie. I hope it <coughs> gets stronger creative teams involved in the other ones. Bring it's somebody fun. from you Hollywood do, over. Yeah. Or bring you can anybody. do stupid stuff like this and have fun with it and it still be good. We've seen it done before. So I just, that's what I want. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Winnie the Pooh. That's Blood, Blood and Honey. Honey. You know what? Still better than Pray for the Devil. So <laughs> by, by fucking leaps and bounds. Yo, Pray for the Devil is going to be... It, it's gonna. It's got. It's running away with worst movie of the year twenty twenty. What did did it come out in twenty twenty two? No, that was one of our backlogs. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty two. Okay, so we don't get to cover it, but it'll be. It won't be covered in the the year end review, but we will talk about it as. It's that. It's so far. It's top of the list of worst movies we've watched for the podcast. It is. It is the biggest stinker of the podcast so far. But, the uh, least but, redeemable but, film. But Blood and Honey's great. Uh, you should check it out. Um. Any so do you got any uh, final cuts? Anything happening in uh, in Rick World? I did watch something. You go first while I remember what I watched. Um, well, I don't really have uh, you know I other than just my normal plugging of the um, the Twitch channel. Uh, I haven't been engaging in anything too new because I'm still working through playing some other games we started. But going back to the beginning of this episode, I I was thinking. You know what other what other uh, properties could could be turned into you know uh, adult or or spooky versions of themselves. So <clears throat> I th- I'm thinking if we we can get uh, Tim Burton to just oh, do dear. the same thing you did with Wednesday but with Matilda. Oh okay, you lost me and you got me. You do you do a creepy school. The Trunchbull's terrifying. You get you know she. You, She's murdering kids all over the place. Matilda's got you do really fun things with her crazy psychic powers, you know, like she's got to save all the like girls she befriends in the the boarding school. You make it real gothic, just like put the boarding school on the edge of a cliff where it's always night and raining, you know. Oh, yeah. You can have lots of fun with you can have lots of fun with Matilda, I think. And you know what? No one's doing nothing. They they just put out. I think Netflix did like a musical uh, recently. Um, But like. Nobody's touching Matilda. Nobody cares about that. We can do whatever we want with Matilda. Also, Magic School Bus. Oh. You hear, hear me out. You have, it's a regular day at school. Miss Frizzle decides we're learning about space. The Magic School Bus is like, you know, mysterious, all-powerful technology. Can do whatever you want. It turns these kids into things all the time, like Animorphs. Um, <laughs> so she goes, oh, we're learning about space. I'll bring them to the future and we'll look, 
we'll we'll learn about you know spaceships and how it all works. She brings them onto like the Nostromo and aliens xenomorphs are just there the school bus breaks down <laughs> now miss frizzle's got to protect the kids from xenomorphs running around and guess guess who was a Waylon yutani cyborg the whole time miss frizzle because that magic school bus is Waylon yutani property That's a twist. <laughs> so really it's more of a magic school bus crossover with aliens but i think it's still worth uh exploring well i mean they're working on that aliens tv show so <laughs> let's go cross it over magic school bus um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to watch anything new, but I have, you know, had my finger deep, deep into uh-oh, the pulse uh-oh. of the, the horror verse. And I've been, I've been, there's a lot of stuff on our radar right now. We got another terrible looking um, possession exorcism movie coming out soon. Don't uh, we the Pope's Exorcist. <clears throat> um, let's see what else we got here. God, the most generic. That's like the most generic name for a movie I've ever heard. Oh, I'm really excited for uh, the American version of Last Shift, which is going by Malium. Uh, that movie looks interesting, Ooh. to say the least. If you haven't okay, seen The okay. Last Shift, it's about a uh, police officer who is taking the overnight shift at the headquarters, and they have a couple of inmates there. Um, and one of them turns out to be a demon and it is, I think Irish or Scottish, the original one. And, uh, it looks, it looks, uh, the Americanized version looks like it's going to be at least worth watching. All right. Well, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check that one out. Uh, also, uh, I'm not sure if it came out or not yet, but we have a camp slasher supernatural called she came from the woods. That's oh, that does out. look good. I think that actually already came out. It might have come out on the tenth. We got to look into that one. Yeah, that one actually looks awesome. Uh, but uh, but yeah. All right. Well, good episode. Uh, fun movie, uh, albeit a very stupid one. Heading into uh, next week, Scream Six. Oh, big boy. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a big one. I was wondering, I was like, what are we doing next? And then I totally forgot Scream comes out <laughs> this week. Yeah, we're doing Scream 6. We're going to try oh. and get our buddy Dylan Snook on the uh, on the episode. He's got a lot to say about the Scream franchise. Oh, I'm sure he does. And I'm sure we're, it's going to be a, a a bitter a bitter battle between all three of us. <laughs> I'm going to have to get my I'm going to have to get my notes ready. Dylan's Dylan's smarter than me and states his opinions better than I do. So I'm going to have to prep. I'm going to have to do like a debate prep for this one. He's quick on his feet. I know. Uh, but yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Uh, you can check us out on our social media at the Devil's Cut Pod. Um, I think that's our Twitter, right? We do this every yep. time. I'm going to write it down for the next podcast. It's <laughs> really have the easy. list of all. It's of just stuff. the Devil's Cut Pod. Yeah, that's us on Instagram. That's us on Twitter. Uh, throughout the week, I'm always posting, you know, updates uh, that are coming out from different sources. Uh, retweeting a bunch of stuff that's, I guess, interesting to us that uh, mm-hmm. we see coming down the pipes. If you have anything you want to throw at us, that's the place to do it. The DMs are always open on both. Uh, whatever you're listening to us on right now, just do us a favor. Go rate the show. Follow mm-hmm. us. Turn on post notifications so we can see who's out there listening. It helps us a lot, and it helps us I know. Uh, I know it's annoying. 
It's annoying. It takes three seconds. Please. You can literally be doing it right now. Please. Please. For us. And uh, also check me out. uh, Check us out on Twitter. Or not Twitter. uh, Twitch. Twitch. At uh, MattXYoung. That's the the account I stream under. Me and Eric and uh, all the other creepy friends. We always hang out and play some good scary games on there. So if you want to see some scary video game coverage, uh, hop on over there. Other than that, we love you. And stay creepy.